0: Right, sons. You're now listening to the Star Wars Friends podcast on the No One Is Listening podcast network. Punch it, Chewie. What have we here? Hello there, morning, Senator. Greetings, my son. We are the ones who guard the power. We are the middle, the beginning. <laughs>
1: I feeling about this.
2: So who talks first, you talk first, I talk first. You're a feisty little one, mm. but you'll soon learn some respect.
3: So, this is where the fun begins. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking
4: about?
3: This is madness. You got? not What's say? Understand
0: Join the conversation with the Star Wars friends on social media at SW Friends Show. That's at SW Friends Show on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Email the Star Wars friends at show at starwarsfriends.com if you have a comment or question you want us to read live on the show. Now, here are your hosts, the Star Wars Friends!
1: Hey, what's happening, boys and girls of the internet world? My name is Christopher Maronin, and you are listening to the Star Wars Friends show on the No One Is Listening podcast network, and joining me are my very wonderful Star
2: Wars friends. This is Josh and Rhodes, where we're going, we don't need Rhodes. Oh! Yes! Love it I had to do a a different one
4: Uh, (laughs) Uh, This is Justin And like I said before The ETA-2 is better than the (laughs) Delta-7 Just saying it's oh, like yeah. an opinion, but whatever.
5: This is Kyle, <laughs> and I am still in denial about Clone Wars being over. Yes, yes, yes. Mm-hmm.
3: And this is Maggie, and I definitely joined that Facebook group where people are dressing up their Baby Yoda's <laughs> like children.
1: <laughs> yes. It's, uh, of course, it's Facebook. So it, Beautiful. <laughs> it doesn't matter how many times I hear that people are dressing up their baby Yoda, like an actual child, it is still um, slightly disturbing to me. Uh, I have seen some very odd uh, photos uh, from this <laughs> Facebook group. Now, I'm not on Facebook, but I have seen, I actually retweeted this very bizarre set of photos from this group. Um, I don't know, like, you don't, okay, <laughs> I, I don't want to be rude. I don't wanna be rude. You don't think that that the child is an actual child, correct? You just think- I don't. No,
3: it's just fun. I am the same person who took a giant porg with me on vacation and asked the barista to take a picture (laughs) with it. It's just fun. That's that's very no, that's fun.
1: It's like that paper doll that children would take all over the world. Have you ever seen that? Yes, flat Um, Stanley, flat Stanley, flat Stanley. So (laughs) your porg Mm -hmm. is the new flat Stanley. But this child obsession, I'm I'm concerned. (laughs) Such a wholesome. I think quarantine. It's a wholesome. uh, Well. I think quarantine might be getting to some people may not you, not you, but uh, some other folks I've seen, uh, with their child doll, uh, that might may or may not think that the child is a real, uh, living creature, but Hey, to each their own. um, If you start to feel like you might be going that direction, reach out. Uh, We're here for you. Is
3: there a helpline for that? If the baby
5: Yoda starts to walk or talk, then um, there's numbers you can call.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I have seen some bizarre stuff, though. Wow. Okay. well, let's just uh, we'll monitor that. We'll see how that goes. That's good. That's good yeah why oh, yes we're gonna baby monitor <laughs> that up like that all right so we have a jam-packed episode today uh a jam-packed episode today there is so much to talk about we took uh we took some time off we, had, we got the whole crew together here today for the clone wars finale this is episode 27 of the star wars friends so to do some housekeeping or right, 37 37 i say 27 yeah. oh okay yeah 37 wow 37 so this is going to be your clone wars series finale but it's not going to be the full Clone Wars recap. We're going to save that for a later date because there's just so much to talk about there. But we are going to talk about that stunning final episode of season season seven, the final episode of the Clone Wars today. But we do have a lot of news we have to get to. Number one on our agenda is um, something that I'm kind of, you know, we've talked about this quite a bit, but we'll just play the music. We'll kind of feel a little happy for a moment. I mean, anytime you hear that, it feels good. It reminds me of, like, bad Man. wedding cake. Like, this always reminds me of, like, the leftover <laughs> wedding cake or the, the piles of cookies I take home at the end of the wedding. But right now, it's reminding me of Celebration. Uh, 16 weeks? 16 weeks? Yeah, yeah,
4: I think so. Well, maybe 15 at this point. I don't
1: know. Well, the uh, the, ruling, Something like that. the ruling from the state of California, uh, they're banning all, well, not the state of California, the, the county Extended. of Los Angeles has uh, has banned all group gatherings through August. So yeah. um yep, just waiting for that <laughs> that announcement to come through. Um, just let's make it official. I was actually having a conversation today about this because I got those tickets to Disney After Dark, Star Wars Disney After Dark, and I don't want to lose them. I don't like, you know, we're we've had this conversation before. Are they gonna refund us? Are we gonna get our money back? Or like, what's the deal? Mm-hmm. Like, what are the options gonna be? I don't want to lose those Disney After Dark tickets, man. I I I really lucked out and got them. I hope that with whatever the options are one of them is to keep those tickets going strong so that when they do announce it they do have it i can keep my place in line i'm not going to take a refund option on the tickets i'm keeping my star wars celebration uh pass so i can uh guarantee my spot in line don't want to miss that again or or an opportunity to go there so i don't know what this what's going to happen but i i hope the announcement comes this week let's not drag it out anymore
2: let people get on with their lives let them plan accordingly and let's hear what they got in store I mean, I'm with you. I mean, you guys think about all the the trouble I went through trying to get yeah. tickets after the fact. You know, working through light and being stressed about it. Um, but I was going to tell you guys. I, I actually forgot to tell you when I got it. But um, read. Pop- so I went to C2E2, which is also a Read Pop Con, and they sent out a they sent out a survey, kind of at, treading the like s- testing the waters, seeing what. You know what we would be looking for in some sort of online mm. con. So they're definitely trying to figure out. You know what they're going to do. They're going to try to do something in its place. Um, you know, just time will tell. I hope they make the announcement soon too. The
3: same thing happened with New York Comic Con. Reed Pop sent out a phishing email this week, seeing what we would oh, take really? in um, in exchange for New York Comic Con in October. So yeah, um, I think we, uh, if I could speak, uh, what Reed Pop is doing is trying to avoid liability. And to be able to get yes. insurance um, for the state yes. canceling their event. So.
1: Yeah, I, agreed. And I've talked about the they're going to mitigate the liability mm-hmm. and, and wait till the final moment till they they cannot say that, like, hey, it's. It's not our choice. Like they have to literally wait to that last one. So moment. no one
3: can sue them. There's nothing that they can yeah. get in trouble for. Yeah.
1: And from and from a PR blowback, which you know is inevitable regardless of the outcome. Um whether it went on or not, they would still have a PR blowback. But uh did any of you watch that read pop uh May the fourth live con that they did? Did any of you watch any of those? No. No yeah I wonder how that went. I didn't even see any feedback online for it. I don't know anybody that has actually watched it, but I thought that that was gonna be a precursor for things to come but we'll see we'll monitor it we'll we'll hang tight i don't uh is is anyone hopeful at this point that it's gonna happen?
5: Not really. my only hope no. is that i um i I don't want them to try and keep my money in exchange for online content Oh, if, they, good call. if, oh, yeah. if, if my if my passes get pushed to the next one, I'm cool with that. If yes. I get a refund, that's also cool. I think I'd rather have the passes for the next one, assuming it's in the continental United States. But um, I, I, that's the only thing that would irritate me is that it is an expensive pass. Um, so I I don't want that money to be in exchange for me sitting on my couch at home watching <laughs> watching a panel, which is right fine but it's not what i paid hundreds of dollars right. for the hell no yeah
4: i think um i think it'll be interesting to see because i i thought i saw somewhere today that disney actually just updated their park attendance policy with an updated yes. snippet regarding uh regarding pant not pandemics but like Mm, assumption of risk, essentially, mm-hmm. for attending the parks. So, essentially, saying we're going to open back up, you're welcome to come, but you're if you contract anything while at the park, right. or if it's linked back to it, we are not at but fault. But they're also like limiting so,
3: how many people are allowed into the parks yes. every day? They're doing temperature checks, and yes. you're required to wear a mask. Yes, yeah. correct. <laughs> so,
4: if you want to go and abide by everything that they're doing, you are more than welcome to. But they are not. Even with all of that going on, if you still get something, they are not responsible legally because of your purchase of the ticket. Right. So I think I think people are kind of watching them because they are a trendsetter in the industry and they're waiting to see kind of what happens with that. Well,
1: I want to be I want to say something on that note, Justin, is that I, you know, I run a business and I have I have about 100 employees. I've been on top of covid since the start. And what we call at our business, that's called a free will waiver. And I actually had my whole staff sign that uh, about 55, 60 days ago at this point where they acknowledge the risks. They understand this is a global pandemic. It's out of our control. Um, What was interesting on that note for as far as Disney is concerned is uh, we've talked about those hard hardcore Disney blogs. I read Disney food blog often. I'm a mm-hmm. huge Disney freak. I know Kyle is too. We've definitely talked about this. They did a poll asking their fans, their followers, what they thought and what they would want to do if Disney opened up. And it was 44% of their followers said that they would not return to Disney under current you know, current guidelines. Then it was about 21%. That was a, maybe the rest were yeses. But I thought on a hardcore Disney blog, I thought that was tremendous. Um, and that just speaks to the gravity of the situation. Um, Disney, Disney fans, I am one of them. We're freaks. We're, we're nuts. Like we love Disney. We're very passionate about it, but I am not willing to risk my life or the health of anyone else, uh, by going to that magical land.
4: And I was they all flock say- back to Shanghai, Disney. They all yeah. flocked back to that as soon as it opened. Yeah, that's, that's so to me. Um I, I I'm I'm with you, Chris. I I
5: love Disney. I'm dying to go yeah. to Galaxy's Edge. I still didn't I haven't gotten to go. I missed my my yearly trip um last month. And but with everything that's going on. And with the fact that the park is saying, if you come, you might get sick. You can't hold us responsible. I just don't know. I mean, I'm not telling anybody what to do with their time or their money. But something to think about, man. It might be worth waiting. Yeah. I I mean, I'm not going to be the person there on opening day personally. I'll
1: no, no, I don't want to, I don't want to either. I mean, eventually I'll go back. I'll go back when I feel comfortable. I, I don't feel yeah. comfortable mm-hmm. now. And, uh, but like you said, Kyle, if anybody wants to go back, have at it, you, you do you man, you do you, <laughs> but I'll be, uh, I'll be, I'll be on the sidelines watching uh well, Disney food blog on YouTube. So do there's what you a reason do. for
5: the legal disclaimer. That's all I'll say. It. <laughs> Good you know call. I mean? like, if it was a hundred percent safe, there wouldn't <laughs> right, be.
1: Right. So. Right. Well, so there's a lot, <laughs> to to, lot to about. digest here. A lot to digest here. Let's uh. Let's talk about something fun. Uh, which was our our live chat breakfast with Bendu that we just had this last that weekend. Fun. That was a blast. Was fun, I uh, I actually did. Mm-hmm. That was a that was a great start to my Saturday, which turned out to be a great Saturday. I, I credit the breakfast with Bendu. So if you're listening to our show, if you're unaware that we do uh, YouTube videos now, we're we're gonna be launching live chat number eight this upcoming weekend. Uh, but we do these things on YouTube and Facebook, and they're a lot of fun. We interact with our friends from all over. Over the world and uh, it's just loose. It's a it's a shoot from the hip format pretty much. So you guys know how those go. Those are wild. Uh, mm. This this last live chat was insane. Oh. Um, so a lot of I'm still uh, air some grievances about that show. I am My still goodness. upset. Now we don't have time for this. I'm still upset <laughs> that we were disputing Han Solo's piloting skills on the live chat show. That's still I've been thinking about it uh-huh. all day. I literally picked up a donut this morning. I'm like I can't believe that we were debating this yesterday. But uh, if you would like to go on our youtube channel the video should be up by the time this episode drops and you can watch that live chat join us uh whether it's for breakfast lunch dinner i don't care midnight snack Mm -hmm. just hang out with us it's a lot of fun
5: yeah it is fun it's one of my favorite ways to start out the weekend i'm glad we've been doing it and uh we're all working so be patient with us we're trying to figure out a schedule that works for the most people the most of the time and i know it's not always going to work for everybody we we've done them in the evening before and maybe we'll do another evening one again too if the mornings don't work for you so um we're not you know we our schedules are are crazy too so yeah. a lot of it is on our end what worked for us but uh, if you can join us for the breakfast, it's like a good start to the Saturday. So please do.
4: Heck yeah.
1: Yeah. And if we do a late night show, I just got to <laughs> warn you, I, gotta, I got a long list of jokes that I can tell again because I save those for the late night ones. Uh, so I can't wait. For- that's why we've been doing the breakfast show. <laughs> right. These things are We are
0: sparing you. We are
1: so. <laughs> <laughs> so just keep monitoring that. I want to give a shout out to uh, one of our friends, Nor Hall. Nor Hal. I want to make sure I say that. So I hope that we can connect with her at some point. She won the Art of Rebels book. That we gave away uh, for that. So, congratulations to Norhal on that. Uh, lots of news, lots of Star Wars news that we have so not been news. able to talk about. And uh, man, where do we begin? Let's talk about Taika Watiti, who has been named. We have been a long awaiting, long awaiting Disney to give us the name of the next director of the, the next Star Wars uh, theatrical lease. Now, I was never on the Ryan Johnson was going to get named. Train. I just straight up. I mean, listen. I'm not trying to be controversial. I I was. I I, I did not ever expect Tiger Huggiero- TV
5: He I, was trying to be controversial. He was.
1: <laughs> I'm not. I just didn't think that he was going to be named as as the person. You know, that they were they were holding out for. I, I also thought Disney put out a statement saying that we were going to get this earlier in the year, like February. They were like late January, February. They're going to announce who the next director was going to be of the Star Wars films. So there's a lot of press release. Uh, you'd have to go back
5: on, yeah, on the Google
1: machine. But, yeah, they totally blew past
5: Before that. Before we get too it, far, I still have hope that Ryan's going to get a trip. Oh, I'm sure so he so is. Putting that out there into the. He
3: liked a bunch world, of tweets for when for people. Listeners. He liked a bunch of tweets when people were wondering. Yeah. So I mean, it's these, gonna these happen. Are
5: the, these are the deep theories I need, Maggie. It's gonna happen. <laughs> yes,
3: but yeah, like <laughs> we'll back see. in February, we were supposed to find out the name of the director, which I just assumed was negotiations on pay or something, right. or working on getting writers and on the team.
1: Yeah, it's uh, it's interesting. I, mean, I love the I love Taika Waititi, so no qualms here. I can't wait to see what comes out of this. I really liked every film that he's done. Big budget, small budget. Yeah. He's he's just a he's, very he's creative,
5: very creative, great visuals. I like his his um his movies are so visually stunning that I, I can't wait to see what he can do in the Star Wars universe.
1: What what stuck out to me, though, in the Mandalorian Gallery, the first episode of Mandalorian Gallery, where they had the director squadron at the table mm-hmm. and Tyka one of his one of his call outs on there is that Star Wars should be fun. Mm-hmm. It should, it should have a, an element of fun to it. And I, I really, I know that the sequel trilogy tried to have its fun moments and then there were some things that hit, but I think that Taika's final episode in the Mandalorian season with the magic, do the magic hand thing. Like that is fun. Star Wars and the mm-hmm. the scout troopers fun. Star Wars, you know, um, it's, it's hard to do that and, and, and
5: keep the, because there is a serious tone right and to right. get those light comedic lines to hit I think is is tough and not not everybody pulls it off as well
1: as others you know I, th- I think the Mandalorian uh, definitely got job. it right I mean everything mm-hmm. from the Jawa the Jawa sequence was just phenomenal Star Wars with the suka all that stuff so Taika Waititi, um I'm looking forward to it
2: uh, <laughs> you got my salute I'm ready to go can't wait to see what you come up with. Did you did you guys notice that uh, Tyka's little feature on the gallery episode was the the only one that like they were all they all got a little feature his was longer than everyone else's besides Dave's really oh yeah oh yeah. I thought I thought Rick's was
1: I thought Rick's uh, was pretty long but no I didn't know I didn't notice any type of uh, time change I did did anyone watch the the recent episode with the actors of the course. gallery episode
4: yeah, yeah the third one yeah.
1: yeah that was pretty good that was, that was pretty good straight. I was I you know I. I clicked on Disney plus and it tells you the timestamp of how long the episode is. And that one was only 22 minutes. And when I clicked, when I, before I turned it on, I was like, man, I was already like, I just want more. And I didn't even start the episode. <laughs> it was like, like 22 minutes. I want to learn more about these actors. I want to
4: learn about the B actors and, and things like that. There's but great nuggets in there though. Yeah. All of them. There's great little <laughs> nuggets, nuggets here and there that pop ahead. up that, that you don't realize. And you're just like, man, it sounds so
1: cool when they say it. Carl Weathers is awesome. I mean, that dude is the truth. I want hang out with that guy. But I, I am so happy that they referenced the two other Mandalorian actors that yeah. uh, that were behind the helmet. So they they definitely paid homage to both of them, which I appreciate. That's a classy move. Classy touch. It could the explanation as to why they use two other. Yes. dudes, Exactly. Exactly. Which, damn, man, I, <laughs> I'm going to go. That's I'm going to do lot. a rewatch and, and take a look at the different. You, body get, you can yeah. tell.
3: You can definitely tell.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's it's odd to me that I mean, it makes sense if they really needed them to have those very distinct movements, but they wouldn't let Pedro play with a pistol. You know, it's like <laughs> they let they let John Wayne's grandson be the the gunslinger. Yeah.
4: It's like <laughs> he's the gun guy. Really,
1: you know, even Pedro a firearm? I mean, whatever. I'm messing around right now, but yes. um, that uh, that was a fun episode. So Mandalorian Gallery, that's mm-hmm. on Disney Plus. Check those out. Really great behind the scenes documentaries. Okay. There are approximately 6,000 actors in the known world today. Oh, Jesus. I think in the last week o- all and a have half, been cast. we have seen 5,993 uh, be, be rumored to be in the Mandalorian season two. So I don't care anymore. Betty White is going
4: to be in season two of the Mandalorian. <laughs> it's Mando's mom. I, one of my favorite <laughs> tweets that
1: I've seen in the last week was that someone uh, they spoiled it, and then they let us know that Pedro Pascal will be the titular character in Mandalorian season two. The way guys, that they worded are you
3: serious? that is, oh my is, god, I'm so I serious. I'm I find shocked. it out
1: like
5: live. It's Wait, crazy. He's in this. Red. I had no idea. Yeah, that's what the spoiler said. <laughs> oh my god. Could have been anybody who wears a helmet the whole time. He but.
3: could be three guys for all we know, he's stacked up inside but the helmet. It's
1: so mm-hmm. crazy. I'm so I'm over it. I'm over. I, th- people are bored. People are dressing up their their children, yeah. plush dolls in, in real life, human clothes. And they're rumoring everyone. Bruce Willis is Mandalorian. Uh, they're going to have a Ashton Kutcher or Demi Moore angle in this whole thing. in Mandalorian season two, it's going to be a reality show at some point. Um, can't wait. Keep, can't wait keeping for up this. With the
3: Mandalorians.
1: Keeping up with. Yes. (laughs) Well said. So uh, one of those rumors though, we've definitely this is a hot topic on our show. Tamara Morrison, who portrayed Django Fett uh, and obviously is the embodiment of our beloved clones, is rumored to appear in season two of The Mandalorian. Now, depending on what news site or clickbait site you read, they're going to say Boba Fett. They're going to they're going to say Rex. There, who knows? So I don't know what's going to happen. We definitely speculated quite a bit on the live chat show. We can save that for another show because we can definitely go off on the deep end for that. But oh, yeah. it does. Ex- I'm disappointed. I love it. I love it. But I'm disappointed because I didn't want to hear it. I didn't want to hear any of these rumors. And I, I just I just wanted it to be natural. If it occurs at all, it might just be told misdirection. I just think it's so irresponsible because it's like, what
5: is every character that could possibly be tied to this thematically through the Dark Saber, through Mandalorians, through whatever, and just reporting that there's a rumor they're in it, and one of them will be right. I, I it's I don't know. It's I'm not, waiting
1: for it's the Rick Moranis Dark Helmet appearance at Mandalorian season two. We need a Spaceballs Mandalorian crossover event for Disney Plus. I think that that would be huge. Um, but I'm also a huge Spaceballs fan, so
4: uh, I'm sorry, Anyway, That's okay. <laughs> What? Just
1: saying, Betty White. Betty White. Betty White's rumor. Betty White. She's gonna come on screen, just dab on a blurg, <laughs> and then get off screen. She's done.
2: Hey, yeah, I mean, B up. Arthur. B Arthur was in the holiday special. It's huh? not out of, you know, this is very and you know Tamara Morrison did already play Boba Fett. He, they when they redubbed his lines for the oh, yeah. one of the reshoots. Yeah, I think it was was it the two thousand and four DVDs they did that for. Yeah,
1: that's right. Oh, that's that's right. When they added
2: the the Hayden uh, when they added the Hayden mm-hmm. Force Ghost. Which I love,
1: by I the love way. I love that too. I'm a huge,
2: mm-hmm. I'm Hayden Forrest Ghost Stan. I mean, that's, that
1: used sense. to be my Twitter handle for, for the 14 make sense. years. Okay,
3: but why did he de age and Obi Wan didn't de age?
1: Because that's cause, exactly why it doesn't make sense. Because Obi didn't like his younger form. He felt more comfortable in his older age. His and, younger um, form was Elon
2: McGregor. That's a lie. He definitely liked he that definitely better. He definitely liked that
1: <laughs> body. No, no that's, that's, you, that's you projecting your own uh, desires onto a young <laughs> Uncle Obi. I think that. That uh, Alec Guinness, the distinguished Obi-Wan, is the preferred Force Ghost form. So it'd be interesting to see Qui-Gon in Force Ghost form. Uh, let's see if he's a you young do man. on Mortis. Does, does he have the handlebar mustache? I just picture a young Qui-Gon <laughs> with a handlebar mustache. I'm not saying that's canon. I'm just saying it could be. Uh, you're just so, projecting anyways. your
3: desires onto him.
1: <laughs> Damn right I am. All right. So we got we got some more here. Uh Leslie Headlin, she has a she's been confirmed to have a Disney Plus series in the works. So that's uh one of several Disney Plus series Scott that girls are girls
5: in it. People were very upset about that. I don't really know why, but
3: women and your Star Wars? <laughs> no.
5: Yeah, I know. It's upsetting. I didn't (laughs)
1: Um, I I just like Star Wars. So, yeah, I mean, I see those tweets and I just move on. I'm like, all right, whatever. Like, shut up. Uh, (laughs) So whatever. Uh, It might not even happen. I mean, who knows? Uh, I'm still waiting for what was it? Um, Did. You guys, someone may have caught this. Was there a, a, a press release about the Kenobi series official launch date? Uh, I've seen people tweeting about this morning. I didn't really have time to look into it because I'm literally moving. And uh, I saw that 2022. Um, I think
3: that was on the original calendar that they put Is it? out. Okay. Yeah.
1: I was I don't know why I was stuck on twenty twenty one and when I saw Kenobi for twenty twenty two I was like oh Oh for
3: oh, president I, wait I, that I l- vote for him for president <laughs> <laughs> I,
1: I don't wanna wait that long. I don't wanna wait
3: that long. I want my Cassian uh, andor series. Only, Give me my Cassian yeah, andor series.
4: Thank you. Same well, uh, same so I think do the I. only press releaser I saw was the or Ken, er, Kenobi, jeez. Uh the Mandalorian release date in October is still good <laughs> as of right now. I think there was some concerns yes. that that was not I going love to news like that be put <laughs> out in October. Breaking news, yes, TV show is still
3: coming out on the same day. Yeah.
4: <laughs> it's still coming out. I think there was concerns. People were like, oh, is it still coming out in October? Fair. And they had to officially say something. Yes, it's still coming in October. So
1: Bob Chapek, the new CEO um, who's splitting duties with Bob Iger, they were on a earnings uh, call. And Bob Chapek had, he was the one that put that out there that Mandalorian season two is on on, on target. Yeah. He, listen, man, they're a publicly traded company. Their stock's taking a dive. They got to come out with good news. And the Mandalorians, their best stream show on disney plus so yeah man like it's got to get finished but i think people were concerned because i'm i am a walking dead fan and the latest season they literally did 16 episodes and then we get to the final episode or the the, i'm sorry the the penultimate episode yeah and then they're like hey sorry i know you've been waiting literally like 16 weeks to get the final episode but uh we can't put it out now and it's like, yeah. what, dude, <laughs> like, right. are you serious? So uh, I think a lot of, of fans of The Walking Dead that watch The Mandalorian may have had a concern like, well, if The Walking Dead can't finish one episode, how are they able to finish a whole season of Mandalorian? Um. So I don't know.
3: Yeah, and I can sympathize with that because the Walking Dead spinoff was supposed to come out, the one that I worked on, and oh yeah, they kept yeah. pushing the release date. And apparently, it's like ADR and like a bunch of like minor editing things that they didn't get to finish up on either show before the shutdown. But the Mandalorian it, was huh. like already in the can.
1: So yeah. I was at uh, a Comic Con the week before literally the the world shut down, Same. and that Walking that Walking Dead that you're referencing, I forget the name of it. World Beyond. But they had. Okay, they were supposed to be the flagship for this Comic-Con and I was talking to a couple of the uh, producers of from from Wizard Riz- World and they're like, "Yeah, um we're just going to pull the plug on this right now. Um not because of popularity, but because of coronavirus and they were all, like this is early March. This is like the first week of March and they were like, "Yeah, this show's not going to start on time." Oh, so yeah, they no. actually they actually shut down the event for that. Uh, which they had spent a ton of money on. So, so. much money. Interesting. Interesting. All right. Another another actor uh, rumored, rumored, rumored. Timothy Oliphant. So is rumored to be in season two of The Mandalorian. Um, I'm excited, too. But
3: he also is really breath. good at humor. So I'm hoping that he has slightly comedic opportunities yeah because he's going kind to of dry think... humor down like flat if anyone's watched santa clarita diet so good
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah good totally i have seen that i have seen that um I, you know i think he'll have a role similar to bill burr mm-hmm. one episode arc very memorable character and then he can he can be himself as like a bounty hunter or a politician or i don't know we'll see what happens I it'll be all right
5: f- i'm gonna play chris for a second and do like <laughs> the most wild I oh, love this crazy thing. But thank you. I Tim
4: think Hat coming
5: on. <laughs> I think Timothy Oliphant could play Cad Bane because he's like yes. such Holy a. like good Oh my God. Badass. Yes.
3: I need I'm it. Not saying Give it to he me.
4: Will, but I think it could be awesome if he did. Oh, well, that was my, my thought was God. what if, he, you know, there's rumored spinoffs. What if he's the rumored spinoff? You introduce him in Mandalorian and then he gets his own series. You mean nope, Cat?
5: Santa to Diet got canceled. So. Well,
4: whether he's Cat or some other character. I mean, he's a big name actor. He he's had his own big big series big. before. So yeah. he, why wouldn't you take somebody like him to give him his own series as a spinoff of Mandalorian? What
3: if he's he fraught? was such a
4: badass,
5: like um, gunslinger, <laughs> old school Western type in Justified? He could. Yes, he was yeah. like so that. good. Guy. Yeah. yeah. Yes. In the Star Wars universe, so good.
3: I know some, so somebody was embo, theorizing embo that he was drawn because they were like, oh, he kind of resembles the Pierce Brosnan art. Uh-huh. And I was like, yeah.
1: Chris is going to love yeah. this. I don't, I don't like him for uh, that. But. No, no, you can't have him as that. I mean, the Mads Mickelson who voiced Thrawn, um, you got to have. I mean, I can't imagine Timothy Oliphant pulling that voice off. And it, would you dub it? I don't know. Um, he doesn't. I don't think he has the cheekbones to be Thrawn. quite <laughs> frankly. Uh, you got to You got to have superior cheekbones to be thrown, uh, in my opinion, in my humbled opinion. Uh, we'll see what happens with all that. That's interesting. I do. I think of all the casting rumors, that one sounds the most credible. That one sounds the, the one that I think is probably most likely to happen for real. Um, once again, more than bo Well, I, I predicted that eight months ago <laughs> or whatever it was. I I I, cert, I certainly feel that Katie Sackhoff is going to appear in season two uh, in Mandalorian, but I didn't write a blog post about it and I didn't post a clickbait thing. I just said it on this show because of her tweet that she put out eight months ago. You know, it's like, yeah, I think she's going to be in it. So um, certainty, certainty, 100 percent. Yeah. So I'm into that. I'm into that. All right one last nugget here uh now I didn't watch this but I see it in the notes here they did a cast reunion for the Clone Wars uh w- was it live was it was it on YouTube was it Disney Plus? it was like a
4: it was a I think a pre-recorded zoom call and they were all together oh. uh the main, Sam Whitwer um Ashley you had uh D Bradley Baker all of the main voices in there in this it was about a 45 minute. 30, 45 minute uh, like cast reunion thing talking about the final season of Clone Wars. Um, and it was fun. It was entertaining to watch and hear their hear their um, kind of summation of the series itself um, and how they felt about, you know, the last season of, of Clone Wars and some of their insight. And then they played a game as to. Uh, like a high school, you know, most likely to be type person, which was kind of fun and interesting to hear them say that. Uh, if you've, (laughs) you know, grown and listened and watched these characters and these people that voice them, you know, them a little bit or you feel like you know them a little bit, but, um, they, they played this game and held up signs for names, and it was fun. It was it was just kind of nice to actually see them not animated, sure, uh, and kind of doing their voices a little bit uh, throughout the show. And uh, it's just a fun quick watch. So go check it out.
1: Where was where was that host of that? Was that on uh, Disney Plus or YouTube or where can I find you, that?
4: You can find it on Facebook. It's on I think <sighs> that Walt Disney. I'm always Walt out Disney, on uh, I'm at, Page Walt Disney World okay. page or something like that. Yeah, it's out there's there.
1: another place to watch it. All
4: there's right, it's probably YouTube. <sighs>
1: Yeah, I'll take a look. I'll take a look. Yeah, I saw the preview for that or the Ashley Eckstein was posting uh, previews for it. So that Mm -hmm. does sound fun. That does sound a lot of fun. Um, They're really great. I mean, every time you ever see those guys or whenever they're out doing interviews and stuff, they're always they like being around each other. And you can tell they're a cast that really likes each other. So that's pretty cool. Um, Guys, I have two lightsaber related news articles I want to touch on (laughs) before we get to. Our fine edition segment. So, our friends over at Far Far Away News—you can find all your Star Wars news at farfarawaynews.com or at farfarawaynews one on Twitter. They uh, they have a great, they have a lot of great articles on their website. And I was just scrolling through. There's an article by Jamie Beneger, uh, which you guys probably all came across this one. Mark Hamill is retiring his lightsaber for good. Not that he's retiring for. um, <laughs> like here. All right. I don't know. Mark Hamill is a jokester. Mark Hamill uh, likes to he can be very cheeky, but this is this was his quote. He was talking with Entertainment Weekly and this. It says, I had a beginning, middle and end. My farewell was in episode nine and it was bittersweet. I love all those people and I certainly have affection for George and the character he created. I'm full of gratitude for what it's given me in my career, but I don't want to be greedy. There are still so many more stories to tell and so many great actors to tell them they don't need me. Do we feel that Mark Hamill is totally done with Luke Skywalker, even in voice form?
5: No, no, no. No, not forever, ever.
1: <laughs> agreed. Agreed. OK, so we can move on from that. Now, the second article I have here is actually far more interesting than the Mark Hamill retiring the lightsaber for good. This one's by Joseph Forbush uh, on far, far away Subplot of Ray building her lightsaber removed from the rise of Skywalker. Hmm. Uh, mm, I can only imagine how much more was removed from the rise of Skywalker. So uh, if you're not following at Phil Stostak on Twitter, you are doing yourself a disservice as a star Wars fan. Uh, Phil Stowstack is uh, one of the main c- collaborators, creators of the art of books. He is their main editor on the art of books. So he's done the force awakens last Jedi solo uh, rogue one, and now rise of Skywalker. And uh, so Let me just read the tweet from Jay Wassalo. I really don't understand why they even went through the trouble if it was just going to be in one shot at the end and they don't even have any future plans for the character to show up anywhere. So frustrating. We get it, Jay. We agree. Phil Stostak replied, The lightsaber was going to be in more than just one shot at the end. There was going to be a subplot throughout the film showing Rey working on it at her bench using Jedi text as a guide. We talked about this somewhat On the live chat show yesterday, how the ending could have been given so much more credibility and so much more backstory. Would any of you have been interested in seeing Ray put together this lightsaber? Would it have made more impact if she had built it throughout the film using these Jedi techs and we got to see the payoff at the end? I think it also would have tied into Fallen Order, the yes. video game. I think it would have been a nice of touch. But go ahead. I think people yeah. have always yeah. wanted to see this.
3: Yeah, that was exactly what I was going to say, Chris. I had just finished playing Fallen Order and gone through that whole journey with Cal. And I was like, I'm so excited. We're going to get this with Ray. We're going to see her build a lightsaber and then like... There it just randomly was at the end.
5: <laughs> right. It just it kind of it, it stole yeah.
3: that glory that like we could have had.
4: Yeah, even if it was like just a little five second <laughs> shot of her working on it with the book and the bat, like right there, yeah, it would have been I fine. Taken them and just that's... having it
3: sitting on the desk, they didn't even need to say it was yeah.
4: Otherwise, why was it so important for her to take them from the Last Jedi? like only to use it like for two seconds and the other one to go, Ooh, Hey, wait, there's Sith wayfinders out there. (laughs) Um, yeah, I I don't know. I mean, (sighs) sorry. No, I feel (laughs) you. I feel you.
1: Listen, I had to bring up a rise of Skywalker news story as frustrating as it is because we are going to be doing a ride. So everyone listening right now, let's, Hey, attention, attention! If you're listening in your car, at home, whatever, we're doing a Rise of Skywalker recap show. We've been talking about it forever, and we have a lot of our, our listeners and a lot of our friends who are frustrated that we haven't done this show yet. Um, we are gonna do it, okay? We we yes, we,
4: Kyle has to rewatch it.
1: <laughs> We've made an agreement to do it, and we are we want to hear from you if you like the Rise of Skywalker. I I don't want to be known as a villain. Um, I just don't like the sequel trilogy as a whole, so. That's that's a totally different story than just disliking the rise of Skywalker. But if you are a fan of the movie, send us in a voice clip, let us know why send it to show at star dot com. write us an email, tell us what is going on. We will read it on the show. So we want to know, we want to have a roundtable discussion. We definitely are going to be asking some of our friends to join us that are rise of Skywalker lovers. Totally fine, man. We want to hear it, but we will be doing that
2: recap show maybe next episode. Maybe.
4: Might be a good diversion from Clone Wars. <laughs>
2: yeah. yeah. Not o- so not only show us her building it some, but maybe actually have her use it other than just turning it on before <laughs> the end of the movie. Like <laughs> it, <laughs> maybe somehow she uses it in that final battle or something, you know, I don't know. Oh my God. What, yes. Like She
5: could have grabbed it when she passed the saber to Ben, right? <laughs> and then Would have been the one that she would have pulled out. out. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
4: Wow. And I, I think there's a big difference too. We talk about it. There's a difference in love like and hate something, right? Like, I think there's a couple of us that like it. There's some that certainly dislike,
3: dislike it, it, hate some it. Some of us are on to the dark side. <laughs> there's
4: some of it. Love it. Right. <laughs> I, I, I think, uh, you know, you can pull stuff that you like from all of them, but I have a question and you guys can, we can either answer it now or Ooh, take it away for spicy. the Rise of Skywalker show. But do you feel it would have been different if it was named something else instead of the Rise of Skywalker? Ramino.
3: Potentially I wouldn't but, be able to complain about that.
4: <laughs> like if it w- and I'm j- like if it was the legacy of Skywalker or something else like that? Would it maybe change what some people, some people it may change their views because they're going, Oh, this is the rise of Skywalker. Here comes Luke again to save the, Oh wait, nothing.
0: Yeah. yeah, (laughs) Like he's a
4: force ghost for two minutes. That's interesting.
1: (laughs) Well, you all know my theory that I thought that there was, you know, they had a moment similar to what my theory was where I, we thought, I thought we were going to see a physical form or a world between world form of all the Jedi Pass to battle Palpatine, not just the voices inside Ray's head, but um, I thought everyone was going to take the Skywalker mantle, and I thought you know there was going to be this massive, massive Marvel Avengers style ending <laughs> where we would see all these different you know character. I am Skywalker. I am Skywalker. Is that Spartacus moment? Legacy we never of got the Jedi it. We
4: never got like it. That. Yeah, that's like you an know, I uh, am yeah. Spider Man
3: moment. The yeah, I don't even yeah. into the Spider Verse.
5: I don't even mm-hmm. think of the name being an issue for me, frankly. Like I love I have, the name. I, I love have the many name. issues with the movie, and the title is not really one of them. So
3: my issue with but, the ti- with the title was the fact that we had the comic book coming out about Ben Solo. You know, the rise of Kylo Ren, and then you have the rise of Skywalker, and completely it because they don't even even really acknowledge that he is in fact the last living Skywalker blood.
4: Right. Exactly. Which that's Technically my issue. he is a skywalker, He's the only skywalker is and not. he
3: falls instead of rises. Yep.
4: Yes, and that's that's yes, what it's I'm a saying. Is it, it in It's to me it's a little as I go back and I rewatch and I rethink the name choice is a little weird mm-hmm. for me. Maybe if it was renamed something else, I might have gone okay, it's not you know what I had envisioned when before it came out and it, you know, fit more of what I'm looking for. And I'm sure there's other people out there that maybe think the same way. So some don't. So we so.
1: know the Rise of Skywalker title came out in April 2019. We know there were extensive editing uh, decisions made. Who knows what's on the cutting room floor? So who much. knows what what decisions were made? Yeah, when they named the movie, it probably made a lot more sense. Would Ben Solo have been the one who lived and Ray be the one who had died? Was that the original intention of this movie when that Could name got dropped? Some completely other thing. Yep. Insane. A lot I mean, to think so about. So much to think
3: about. about. Yep. So many crap Sorry.
1: <sighs> Loaded, loaded question. I love it. I love it. But we do, I've, I, <laughs> we have, we have a lot to talk about, guys.
4: <laughs> Tip of the iceberg right now, guys. Yeah, all right.
2: Shooter or something. Hey, Star Wars friends. It's Josh, your favorite Star Wars friend and the resident John Williams one percenter. Do you want to be a John Williams one percenter like me? Well, here's a piece of John Williams trivia to help you push up your glasses at the other 99%. Did you know that John Williams has 52 Academy Award nominations in his career to date? The only other person with more nominations is some guy named Walter Disney? Never heard of the guy. Make sure to stay on Target and listen to the Star Wars Friends podcast every week for more John Williams content.
0: enjoying the clone wars recap show on the star wars friends subscribe to the star wars friends for weekly episodes featuring the latest news in-depth analysis fan questions and conversation on season seven of the clone wars don't forget leave us a review on whatever podcast app you're listening on now back to the star wars friends let's fly
1: through our segment that we have not done in a very very long time and back by popular demand
3: Your lightsabers will make a fine addition to
1: my collection. So this is the part of the show where we talk about all the things that we've picked up. Uh, I'll go real quick. I'll go real quick. For time's sake, Uh, I am moving. I have had a very wild sixty days, uh, and I haven't really had time to buy a lot of stuff. There's so much going on. When you buy a house, you got to do a million different things to get that thing rolling. So, doing the best I can. I will tell you that I have been scouring Craigslist and Facebook Marketplace. Thanks to my fiance, or hands me her phone when I'm like, "Hey, let me check vintage Star Wars on Facebook Marketplace," because I'm not on Facebook. Don't look for me. But uh, so Craigslist uh, has given me some gold lately. I usually get pretty lucky on Craigslist. I was able to pick up a, um, Arc One Seventy. Uh, I mean, this thing is mint. This thing is mint. It is gorgeous. Uh, I just got the arc trooper pilot, uh, courtesy of evil Bay for like $3 and 50 cents. He looks very good in the cockpit. I got to get the other figures as well. I picked up a, a, a Saga X-Wing Dagobah's edition. So it's got the swamp creature. It's got the moss, all the stuff. Beautiful. It's a massive X-Wing. I got the, um, the two Obi-Wan and Anakin ship from revenge of the Sith. And what else did he throw in there? Oh, I got a Darth Vader tie fighter. I've already, I already have two of those. And then I got a, uh, a tie bomber. I got a tie bomber as well. All of that. Everything I just said for $25 cash, $25 $25 nice. cash. That's insane. That arc one seventy a ship goes for well over $120 on evil Bay. So yeah. keep looking on Craigslist. Keep looking on Facebook marketplace. I have a deal. I'm picking up an Ewok village this Wednesday for 60 bucks. So I'm very excited about that. A vintage Ewok village for 60 bucks. Thanks to uh, Craigslist. I did get that art of rebels book. We did give away a copy of art of rebels in our live chat. Once again, to our friend, nor how uh, art of rebels book. I, I've been very busy. (laughs) I have flipped through it. I have not been able to read it, but I have flipped through it. It's great. Um, And then, I have been out to a few stores lately picking up things for my new home. I have come across some really great Empire Strikes Back merch. I have not bought it. I've, I've lived vicariously through Josh, who has bought a lot of the Target uh, badass Everything. Target <laughs> stuff. Um, but I haven't bought it, any of it yet. Uh, I was so happy to come across the TIE Fighter pilot Empire Strikes Back Black Series figure, as well as Orlando Calrissian. Here's the problem. I didn't buy them because they bent the cards again. This is the third time I have seen these Empire Strike Back cards bent to shit to where I'm not spending $20 on them because I want to display them in the cards. So retailers, please take care of these things, man. So nerds like me can go ahead and buy them and put them on my wall for the rest of my life. So take gentle care of them. But uh, yeah, could have, would have, should have bought a million different things. But I got a house uh, literally picking up the keys tomorrow. So haven't been spending a ton of money lately. What about all of y'all?
2: I've bought a lot of stuff. I think I have a package with pins coming like every day, you know, for the last little bit. My, uh, I think my number one like quarantine self care thing has been uh, fandom retail um, uh, therapy, but a couple like major hits. I, I went on Disney Music Emporium and got, um, the force awakens and the last Jedi soundtracks on vinyl. Cause for nice. whatever reason, I didn't have those yet. And then I got this die cut vinyl that looks like baby Yoda in the pod. And it has the <laughs> Mandalorian theme on oh it.
1: Oh my God. Wow, that's cool.
2: That's cool. And, and then the, I got this symphonic suite, uh, from galaxy's edge. I wasn't going to buy that on one because it was like $20. Yeah. Oh, it's, um, okay. it was apparently it was a D 23 exclusive and they're True. selling what's less they're selling what's left on um, Disney Music Emporium's website. Oh, that's awesome. And I thought, well, that might be, who knows? Like, he's super old. We don't know how much more uh, Star Wars stuff he's going to do, if any. I real we, dark. I think, You're getting I think real he dark at the one yeah, I know. center here. But I know. But I said, you know, <laughs> I think no I, I, I. He did yeah. say no more. So, uh, yeah. So it's his last thing he made for star or second to last thing he made for star wars and it and it's definitely his last star wars grammy if not his last grammy
3: oh my god i thought i was
2: like i better i better have it well i Dang mean josh well i'm I, i'm not saying necessarily <laughs> that he's gonna die i'm saying do if he's shit? not doing star wars <laughs> it, it, what no. do you
3: know but, it's a 1%. but if he's
0: not
2: if he's not doing star wars anymore then i'm assuming he's probably not taking a lot of projects at all or maybe he's retiring fully I mean, because um, I mean, that is his like, I mean, he's done Jurassic Park, Jaws, everything, E.T., but Right, but Jones, he didn't do, but, but if you think about any of those things where they did like several sequels, Star Wars is the only one where he did like all, most of them. Like Jurassic Park, he did the first one and then they used like his theme, but then someone else did the scores for needed, every Josh. other, every season. Sequ- yeah, but check, that's, baby, that's. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, and then I was kind of complaining previously about how it, I was bummed out that I don't, um, I'm like so far behind on Black Series, but I realized with my recent recent purchase of the carbonized Darth Vader that I, my one little completionist thing is that I do have all the carbonized ones. Either I have them really? or I have them on pre-order. Yeah. Look at you. Which there, I mean, there, there aren't that many. There's the ones that came out on Force Friday. So There's got to be at least the, six to eight, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So oh, okay. Um, and I think that that's there was something that you brought up that made me think of something. Oh, I know what I wanted to say. Justin got me the uh, Revenge of the Jedi Vintage Series Admiral Ackbar Unpunched European Edition. Tight, um, tight from yep. Boba Fett's personal collection. So, <laughs> oh, I'm mean, sorry, Daniel Logan. Did who you played smell Boba it? Fett's. Did you? Did you?
1: You wanted to? Did you take it out and. Then, Give it a nice Daniel, Daniel Logan don't whiff. Lick it. It's not safe.
2: Yeah, don't lick it, but you can smell it all you want. <laughs> no. Wow. Well, no. I didn't realize it was going to come in one of those plastic things, too, so that's pretty cool. Oh, it. So it, yeah. That's or, awesome. Or I don't it, know if you didn't did that originally. or if it came that way. Oh, well, I thank you. I hooked you up even, with that. More You're welcome. Oh, yeah. <laughs> nice.
4: It's not how it arrived to me, so. <laughs> nice. You are welcome, sir. Thank you so much.
3: So I ended up.
4: Okay, Maggie, you
2: can find it. Yes. Yes, <laughs> go ahead.
3: So I ended up <laughs> getting, um. The lightsaber key from Shop Disney on May the 4th.
4: So you did get it. I did get it.
3: It came. Cool. Uh, Um, That
4: Shop Disney. I'm
3: not. That Shop Disney experience sucked about
4: it, right? So bad. I'm not happy
3: with it. Um, No, it was terrible. It's poorly painted and looks like it came from Wish. What? Yeah, it's, it's the key
5: part should have been like die cast metal or or enamel yeah. or something. Yeah, it's light the up. The whole thing is maybe? plastic.
3: I mean, to be fair, it was what, ten dollars? Um, but yeah, but still it was not Disney quality at all. And I'm kind of like sad that I oh fought for God. that. Um but other than that, I also got an earring set from Kohl's. Uh they had a sale running last weekend um of Mandalorian jewelry. So I got a nice. two set of studs that has Mando's helmet, baby Yoda, and a blurg. <laughs> a blurg? And a blurg. Nice. My mother has um, taken the blurg earrings as her own. <laughs> nice. So, yeah. And aside from that, cool. I also got Gosh. the uh, Mandalorian Yoda set on Shop Disney, but it's on pre-order. So.
1: Okay. OK, you guys, all of you got a lot of child merch. Oh, yeah, I got the yeah, little okay. child black series. He's like a uh postage stamp size. It guy. is so small.
5: Yeah. I did not notice it in the I've also <laughs> been doing like a little bit of Amazon shopping in the Amazon box. It came in with like the other two items. I wow. <laughs> when somebody was like, oh, my baby Yoda black series came in, I was like, oh, wait. I bought one of those a (laughs) hundred years ago and I had to go back to the box on my kitchen table and I found it. (laughs) So so I did. Imagine if
2: you threw that away on
5: accident. Oh my God. And I looked at my (laughs) Amazon account and it already been delivered. I would have been so furious, but it's small people. It's really cool, but it is small.
4: Um, How many people you think are losing the ball within the first week that they get that figure like, damn it, it's not complete
5: anymore. Well, mine's in the box and it's it's sitting (laughs) with um, Cara Dune and and Mandalorian right in front of them. They're they're protecting him. So nice. Nice. He shouldn't lose any of his items. Uh, I also got the 40th anniversary Bespin Luke and Dagobah Yoda on the card backs. I I really love the. Six inch figures on the card back. That's my yeah. favorite style yes. of figure, and the, there's yes. not a ton of them. The it's usually the the three and three quarters on the card back. Um, I got four different shirts from her universe. They were doing a pretty good deal on May the fourth. I got a a mall one. I got the Ahsoka one with the striped short sleeves. That's similar to the one they released at Celebration. Um, I got a black. A black t-shirt with Ahsoka from this last Siege of Mandalore arc with her Mm. blue sabers and the uh, Mandalorian armor style outfit she has on. And then another shirt with uh, Baby Yoda in kind of the, it looks like a Picasso painting, but it's of Baby Yoda. (laughs) Uh, I also got the Art of Rebels book and I got, I mentioned this on the live chat yesterday, so tune in if you haven't been, but I got a huge haul of stuff from Rebel Art Empire and it is yeah, awesome. Yeah, I got yeah. stickers and enamel pins and buttons and coasters and I've got two of the stickers in my phone case because I have a clear phone case because I'm weird about peeling them because then it's permanent. And you can't ever use them again. And then <laughs> um uh, it's so cool. A lot of their stuff they made for celebration, which they're probably assuming like us it's not not gonna happen. But either way now I have 2020 Celebration Anaheim, um, killer. Which may not ever happen. So it's cool to have merch from that too. Um, So thank you, thank you, thank you for sending me that. Uh, It's so much stuff. I'm I I'm not even sure I've seen every single thing yet. But um, really really cool.
4: Thank you. That's awesome. That's awesome. Wow,
1: big haul there. Big haul, Kyle.
4: Yeah, dang, dang. Um. Well, I did not get a care package from Rebel Art Empires. It's okay. Sorry, guys. I think they're just waiting for your address. If I'm I think, yeah. Actually. <laughs> I nobody's reached out to me. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> um, no, I picked up a lot. I mean, it's hard. Like I'm, I'm so tired of boxes showing up at my house. To I'm be honest like with you, whether it's groceries, <laughs> Amazon, UPS, FedEx, I'm like. <laughs> Uh, yeah, just yeah. Recycling is out my ears. Yeah. Um. No, I was trying to pick up the Ahsoka ears from the catastrophe that was oh, the Disney Plus online thing, and then to turn around and see them jacked up to three hundred, four hundred dollars on eBay with from people who had no intention of keeping them whatsoever. Yes, I'm getting on my soapbox right now, but you guys suck. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I realize it's capitalism. That's fine. You need to make a buck. I get it. You double the price. I'm okay with that you triple quadruple the price i got a little bit more of a problem with that that's just jerk move right there it is why Um, why
1: isn't shop disney figured this out yet they just had another release uh yesterday that they totally botched like they did on may the 4th why can't shop disney just figure this out i mean get if if we wanted those those mills mini years those ahsoka (laughs) mini years why not do a virtual queue and have real yeah. humans that are not bots because it actually there was a, a report that came out that the bots are the ones that crashed the website on I'm, May the 4th I'm sure. I'm not surprised. Yeah. it's
5: the online oh, yeah. online things are susceptible you know yeah.
1: and uh it happened again just yesterday so yeah Justin I'm with you man like listen I I think doubles probably good but yeah you're right man triple quadruple that's just
4: That's, I mean, they're $80. They were $80 initially. And I get it. They're limited edition. They're collector's pieces. Right. It's fine. But to jack the price up to about four hundred dollars, like the day that they roll out is just asinine. It is. Um, so anyway, while I was searching on eBay to see what they were going for, um, Disney Cruise Line light up ears popped up. <laughs> and I actually wore these on the live show on well, Saturday right, for a little right. bit. But um, I already had the ones from Hollywood Studios and I was like, oh, well, they're like 20 bucks. I was like, I'll pick that up. So now I have both of them that light up. Um, I got my pins from Luminous Beings. Awesome. The two fulcrum pins along with my, like, he's like an 8-bit looking General Grievous. Um, he's pretty cool looking. Uh, and then I pre-ordered the Star Wars Force Force Unleashed uh, Shadow Trooper from GameStop. Figure. Yeah. Yeah, he's super cool. He rolled out kind of under the radar. My Black Series Commander Bly actually oh, arrived yesterday. Thing. He is oh. sweet looking. Yes. Um, and then... So, as I'm like scrolling through Facebook on the marketplace for Star Wars figures, um, I came across a lot that was being sold clear out in Chicago. Um, It was just assorted vehicles and stuff, but one of those vehicles was Ahsoka Tano's Delta 7 Starfighter, (laughs) which... Is a very rare ship if you don't know that. And whether it's boxed or loose, you just don't find them anywhere. And this person was selling the lot for like $40. It included a full Falcon, which um, turns out was like a 90s Power of the Force version of the Falcon. Um, There were some ATRTs in there. Um, There was the Republic drop ship um, that is also a, a pretty, it's like a smaller version of like the gunship yeah but it's like a little drop one man drop ship um so i got a lot of those vehicles for 40 bucks but the big thing was tyler page who tyler. listens to our show when he lives in chicago drove 40 miles south yeah to tyler. pick up these items for me and then shipped them to me the same day within like 20 minutes of picking them up so i gave him a little bit of extra cash yeah. for picking them up for me um, i let him keep the falcon because it would have been probably really expensive to ship. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, have, he yeah. said he wanted it. It did have two Dejeric tables in it, which those alone are usually worth yeah. money in and of themselves. Yes, so I let him have that. And he shipped the rest to me. It came, you know, like two days later, I got, it, I think he shipped it Wednesday. Killer I got a Friday, man. Yeah. That haul. Starfighter, oh Whew. Yeah, I have one now, so I'm super excited. Those are Chicago <laughs>
1: prices. Can you imagine if they were selling that in Ohio? You would have got that for like 650, dude. And that's crazy.
4: <laughs> that's nuts. You just don't see that one anywhere. So it's missing the missiles, but I'll just kind of keep my eyes open and see what I find.
1: Yeah, great haul. This is a great. This is a great week. Hey, while we're, I'm going to make this quick because we really got to move on. But while we're airing mm-hmm.
5: grievances, gr- grievances about uh, grievances not yeah i know that's why i got (laughs) tongue-tied grievance (laughs) grievances about may the 4th um what's the point of a pre-order if it sells out like if you're Uh, (laughs) pre-ordering a thing that you haven't manufactured Uh, yet and you're gonna know that i'm gonna give you money for it before you even make it just freaking make me one thank you you Mm -hmm. sold out of a thing that you haven't even made yet (laughs) thank you it's ridiculous Yes. Okay. I, I mean I'm over it now, clearly, as oh you can tell. Oh my god. But I was I've so annoyed. End, like, dude. how does
1: that even how is that a thing? I I am so happy you aired that grievance because I have felt it Give for me a so freaking long. Break. So long. Um <laughs> so <laughs> all right. Well, that was a stunning end to our fine edition okay, collection sorry, here. Sorry. So very good, very good. But as Kyle mentioned, we gotta move on. Man, we're already we're burning, we're burning air. We're on we're an hour in to our to our episode 37 it's a meaty and we, episode. we haven't even talked about what we're here for today which is of course the the series finale of the clone wars not only season finale but the series finale of clone wars the animated show so i they don't have any bumper music i've been playing the bumper music it literally just went right into the episode so i have no music to play unless you want to unless you want to get a little taste of this It's not going to be the last time you hear it, but it's oh, yeah, yeah. it hurts nonetheless. You can always watch the reruns on uh, Disney Plus. All war, right. War. The outer... uh. <laughs> <laughs> well, here we are. Here we are. So this is our final Clone Wars season seven recap show. We've recapped every episode up to this point. This is episode 12. And as I mentioned, four thousand times already, this is the last episode of Clone Wars.
0: Hmm. <laughs> hmm.
5: <laughs> Until so it's not, you know, you never know. <laughs>
1: Until it's not. Yeah, right. <laughs> Until like, the lost like lost missions books. come out. You
5: never, you never know.
1: The lost missions. This is uh I gotta just say it up front. Gotta say it up front before we dive in. Hell of an ending to this series. I'm very satisfied. Yeah. Very satisfied with this episode. I've seen it four times now. Uh I have not gone back to watch it as a theatrical release because I'm waiting for Disney Plus to put that out. Um, but man. What a great episode. I just watched it today before we started recording again. So I, I absolutely loved it. Great ending. Uh, the music. Whew, the music hit home for me, right? That, that ending sequence. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, let's dive in. Kyle, lead us in, as you have done so gracefully over this, uh, this season, and let us know the backstory of this episode.
5: This is sad to me a little bit. Last one, <laughs> season seven, episode 12, victory and death. The death of the Clone Wars. So, so depressing. (laughs) Yeah. All four of these last episodes were written by Dave Filoni and directed by Nathaniel Villanueva. We're still 19 years before the Battle of Yavin. And we obviously take place primarily on uh, that Republic uh, command ship. And uh, then we finish on some unnamed moon. I searched and searched and
4: it is an unnamed moon. We just don't. And it's wild. I even tried to break down the Arabesh that was on that screen yeah. right there when they first looked at mm. it. And all it says is proximity alarm.
5: Mm. Wow.
4: That's, I mean, that's a deep dive, people. Or proximity
5: alert. We just, Sorry. We I was I was hunting. Yeah, I yeah. We just don't know. Um, no fortune cookie. Uh, like Chris was saying, we just dropped straight into it like we have been with the Green Lucasfilm Limited. And then right into the episode, they, they go back to back. Um, and it's interesting that there was only four voice actors in the whole episode. It was a full episode with a, a huge cast of characters, but you know, D Bradley Baker does all the clones. We had Ashley Eckstein as Ahsoka Sokotano, Dave Filoni as the droids and Sam Witwer as Maul. And that was it.
2: That was everybody.
4: Mm -hmm.
2: Wasn't there no dialogue for like the
5: last eight or nine minutes of the episode? lot of, a lot of us. Yeah. Yeah. It was uh, un, unwritten, right? It was just all in the in the picture there. And then there's not really a lot to include. We didn't see anybody we don't know. We didn't go anywhere we don't know, other than that moon that we have no name for. the The only thing I have written down is that the and this is like the very last shot of the whole episode. But there's a there's a bird circling above Vader's head on that moon after he picks up Ahsoka's lightsaber. Um, that's a convoy. And it's not made expressly clear, but my opinion is that it is Mori specifically, which is the green convoy that follows Ahsoka around and is, uh, in my opinion, this is like my interpretation, it's all open to interpretation, but since Mortis, when Ahsoka was killed and the daughter gave her life force to resurrect Ahsoka, um, ever since that point, She's been followed by this this that's that's colored and stylized the same as the daughter, and is is kind of she's the avatar of the daughter, which is the the -hmm. representation or avatar of the light side of the force, and has been following Ahsoka ever since. So, yeah. uh, Other than that, that's about all the back information I really have. Other than if you want to like. Really dive into that stuff with with Moray and and Mortis and the light side of the Force and and Ahsoka leaving the Jedi and being like this beacon of goodness. It's like a really interesting kind of spiral in the will of the Force and the chicken or the egg, like what came first, all all that kind of stuff. It's really interesting. I don't want to eat up a bunch of time with it. That's not really the point, but um, I I love that whole relationship and speculating about what it means and dave has said stuff about it if if you're interested it's a really cool thing to look into
1: yeah i agree i i I definitely the con the convort caught my attention and it was great symmetry with all of other uh dave Filoni storytelling that he has done through both rebels and clone wars and it was a really great finale uh great moment at the end there and it um You know, it was another memory that uh, Anakin slash Darth Vader had to to, had to live with. And we'll talk about the ending, what I think the ending means uh, as we go through this episode. But great touch. I'm glad that the convoy was there. The convoy just had. Yeah, I mean, it's there's a lot that we can talk about. In regards to the Convore, I definitely feel that it's a highly force sensitive being that can transcend uh, time and space. And uh, uh, according to
5: Wikipedia, the Convore, the, the species in general, are uh, highly attuned to the Force um, for whatever that means to you.
1: Yeah, clearly. I mean, you see one in the world between worlds. Mm-hmm. So you see Morai in that Morai so. specifically. Yeah, to, exactly.
5: To protect Ahsoka.
1: Exactly. And so guide Ezra. Interesting. Interesting. All right, let's dive in. Thank you, Kyle. And uh, the episode starts off where the previous episode ended, because this is a cinematic feature, in my opinion. So you find Ahsoka and Rex inside the med bay and uh, the, the the clone troopers are trying to break their way in because they are hellbent on killing Ahsoka, uh, the Jedi, who is now gone rogue after Order 66, or at least they believe her to be a Jedi. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they are ready to go after Ahsoka and Rex. Ahsoka just had her trusty Classic droids.
5: like cutting through the blast doors. Move. Cla- we see oh, this yeah, so totally. much in Star Wars. This is standard procedure.
1: Yes. Yeah. So they're they're trying to use their their torches to cut through the doors. You got Ahsoka, Rex and the droids, who I'm calling the little rascals. So for the rest of this uh, episode, I'm going to refer to the droids as the little rascals. Uh, (laughs) So um, they Ahsoka and Rex have to do some very quick thinking. They have to figure a way out of this mess that they're in. So... um, You know, Ahsoka, she tells Rex, set his blaster to stun. She doesn't want to kill him. There's all this like little bit of dialogue. And eventually um, they know that they're going to have to push their way out of this. They're going to have to blast their way out of this. So they time it up where as soon as that torch was cut through and that door is about to drop, Ahsoka force pushes the door away. Uh, Clone troopers go flying and Rex comes guns blazing and stuns all of the remaining clone troopers in the hallway. Um, From there, they have to figure a way off the ship. Um, Ahsoka reveals to Rex that she that, Ma, or no, she didn't reveal that Maul's list. Rex yes, did found. He, did she? Well, he asked. Yeah. Well, I okay. I didn't know if he got that intel from his earpiece or not, but he. I thought he was like, oh, Maul's on the loose. And then Ahsoka goes something to the effect of, well, I actually let yeah, him I out let him as loose. a diversion. Yeah. He And he had that look like, oh, hell no. What? Like, what did you do? Uh,
5: yeah, so that he, said, was- he said, did you hear Maul escape? And she said he didn't escape. I let him out. And I've got to say, like, Ahsoka Tano, who is perhaps the greatest force wielder ever, She's like as cunning a warrior as Anakin Skywalker. She's as good at heart as Obi-Wan Kenobi. She's the diplomat of, of Padme Amidala. Even Ahsoka knows you let the other prisoners out to create a diversion when you're trying to escape. It's <laughs> exactly. just a thing that people know. I've said it. I'll say it again. You let the other prisoners out, people. Create the diversion. It's a key. Key to success. Right.
1: <laughs> right. So, they, so then Ahsoka and Rex, they, um, they carry on. And they they need to make a plan. They need to get to the bridge of the ship. Um, or they're no, they're going to the shuttle. They're trying to find a shuttle, correct? This was their plan all uh, it, along? Cuts well, it cuts to Maul. It
5: cuts to Maul first.
1: Oh yeah, Maul's With- like sneaking around through the hallways. Um, this was like He's a just walking
5: yeah, through this the middle of a, the hallway.
1: A really cool
5: cut to me because yeah. this whole arc they've been showing how ah- Ahsoka and Maul are two sides of the same coin. And immediately after we see Ahsoka. Refuse to kill the clones, even though they're trying to kill her and recognize that it's not them. They're being controlled and she's doing the right thing and she's doing it the hard way to protect them and herself. And we go immediately to Maul, who is walking straight down the middle of the hallway with his chest out, and he's force choking people and throwing them aside, and forcing them to shoot each other, and he's destroying the <laughs> yeah. hyperdrive, and it's yeah. all to his own selfish ends. And it's this um, like back to back display of the thing that Dave Filoni and George Lucas have talked about so many times, um, that the light side is selflessness and the dark side is selfishness, and. Ahsoka is selflessly protecting her her clone comrades in arms, brothers. Because it's the brothers. right thing to do. Her brothers, and and Maul is selfishly tossing these people aside um, to meet his own ends. And I I just think as they've been showing all these last four episodes how how similar and uh, like almost star crossed Ahsoka and Maul are. I thought this was a really
4: Beautiful illustration of that back to back I think this is Maul at his peak. This is Maul at the peak of his powers. This is the best we have ever seen him because when you see him in Phantom Menace, obviously he gets beat there, and then for most of Clone Wars, he's trying to grow and gain a foothold in the force and establish himself and continue to to get more power. But this, this was him just wreaking havoc. This was, I I put in my notes, a requiem for destruction. Nice. Um, Because he just goes, I mean, him force pulling the hyperdrive down and like just tossing guards out. He lifts the center console out. Um, I mean, it was just unreal to watch him do that much damage. And then when you see him later on in Rebels, he's not the same. He is not the same mall. I mean, obviously, age and time and those kind of things have affected him. But um, this was this was mall at his best.
1: Yeah. And isn't it interesting when force users are where the stakes are the highest? How elevated their force powers are. Mm-hmm. Right. So, you mm-hmm. know, Maul knows this is like, this is certain doom if he doesn't get out of this. So you get to see that peak Maul, you get to see the peak Ahsoka in this episode. You get, yep. you see, you know, for better or worse, you get to see Ray Skywalker demonstrate on incredible power in the rise of he, Skywalker he's when the stakes by are hot. His
5: anger, which is a very Sith move. He's angry right. that they trapped him. He's mm-hmm. angry that he lost Mandalore. He's angry that he's, On this uh, ship and he had to rely on Ahsoka to let him out,
1: you know, and that's right. Well, sure, sure. Yeah. So this is interesting. So, yeah, he wreaks havoc. He, he, you know, he blows up that hyperdrive unit. I mean, he just he knows knows that's a that's a suicide mission at that point, dude. Mm -hmm. You do that. You're done.
2: This this talk of like them being peak themselves in the moment that they need to be being clutch, uh, kind of came full front and center for me the other day because. Tab and I just watched the uh, Twilight of the Apprentice Mm -hmm. and like after watching what they do in this, the last two episodes of Clone Wars, you're like, why aren't they immediately murking these Inquisitors? Like this shouldn't be a hard Mm -hmm. fight for either one of them when they're fighting them on Malachor based on what they're able to do in the last season of Clone Wars. Um, But obviously, like if you if you're framing it in a way that they're performing at a higher level because Either being they're in a clutch right. situation, it I think makes they sense. Were also,
5: not to like, we're not talking about rebels here. But in Twilight of the Apprentice, I think they were also um, half keeping an eye on each other too. They didn't trust
4: each other. Is no, know, I knew, yeah, true, other, true, very true. Yeah. But this is Clone Wars. Yeah. Somebody posted this great tweet. It was like um, Ahsoka in last episode of Clone Wars set your weapon to stun. I don't want to kill him. And then there's Yoda like stabbing his lightsaber <laughs> through that. the chest of a clone. Yeah. I actually have an <laughs> extremely elaborate thing about that later on.
1: That's guess. great. That's great. All right. So we got Maul. He's ripping out the hyperdrive. And all of a sudden there's this total catastrophe on the ship, this unnamed capital ship, and uh, the ship gets pulled out of hyperspace. I mean, that is a damaging blow to a capital ship. So you get to see the sequence play out on the on the episode. So you get to see the ship just kind of, you know, emerge from hyperspace. And it's just a complete wreck at this point. It's I mean, it was it beautiful, is, though. Oh, it was, yeah, it was stunning. Like it's just
4: like funny. as it kept going, it just kept falling apart Ugh. more and more as the episode almost symbolism for what's happening with the Jedi and what's going on. It's just this capital ship just continues to fall apart the more it it, uh, gets closer to the planet. It was beautiful.
1: Yeah, yeah. So great animation there again, continuing the theme of this season and... You know, then then it got, then it cuts to Ahsoka and Rex, and they eventually get onto the bridge of the ship. At this point, they realize that they need a way off uh, of this ship, so they get to the bridge to look over the hangar. You know, they take out effectively. They take out everyone on the on the bridge, um, or maybe that's maybe that's not the bridge. Maybe that's just the hangar, it's just like a uh, office it's or hang- hangar yeah. office yeah. or control something. control tower, control tower, yeah, like a control yeah. tower. So um, they take everyone out pretty effectively, and they enroll or they enlist the help of the little rascals, to uh, track down the shuttle. So the R7 plugs in, finds the shuttle, and you think that they've got their way out of Order 66.
4: I I I think it's interesting, though, because the ship has no other shuttles. They jettisoned all the escape pods. Yes. There's no other shuttles on this ship except for the one that they brought Maul on with. Mm -hmm. So there was no intention of letting Maul go whatsoever like that was the only way other than the escape pods the only other way would have been that one shuttle and that's it
5: i there was a a great scene right when they get into the the hangar bay there and they open those bay doors because they're going to escape so obviously you got to open the doors get the ship out and they see this moon that they are approaching way too quickly and ahsoka it, it you can tell she's she's confident and she's calm but she's still kind of terrified and she's just like we need to get out of here and it is yeah. an amazingly delivered line There, there's like a great musical cue it, that was a really really good shot and, and delivery for me
1: yeah you're right you're right they got that beacon on the uh, on the HUD display and you know they're like oh yeah like we're approaching the moon the hangar bay opens you're right that was a great shot And it was that impending doom, you know, not only order 66 and being hunted by her brothers, but Holy shit, we're going to crash into a moon and die. So yeah, it
5: was. And then of course, immediately after that is when, uh, the little, when buckwheat gets the side doors open and all (laughs) of those troopers come storming out, like the whole company of 332nd is just standing there right in front of them.
1: So that's the Jesse. So that's the shot that I I thought was insane was you see they open up the door to the shuttle. Shuttle opens up. You're like, oh, cool. They got their way out. And then, uh oh, second door opens and you literally have an entire an entire battalion of clone troopers. And I was like, damn, all right, this is order 66. This is real. And why not? You put your you put your. You know, beloved Jedi Ahsoka and her her brother Rex, two of the elite uh, warriors that we know in the Star Wars universe, up against an entire battalion of clones. Let's see what they got. This is and, this is drama at its finest.
5: And Rex says they were waiting for us, and I get the impression that he's both distressed because he doesn't know that they can get past them, and he doesn't really want to. Doesn't want to have to fight them, but he's also like. Uh, proud of them because they they trapped them you know they kind of made the right move but
4: well, doesn't he say that's that what he says he, says, he, he said that hang bay doors are sealed yeah. they got everything locked down if they weren't trying to kill us I'd be proud yeah
1: <laughs> and that's a great D Bradley Justin <laughs> there, you go. there you go
0: hi this is Delilah S Dawson your Star Wars friend and you are listening to the Star Wars Friends podcast <laughs>
5: Hi, I'm Kyle. Will you be an angel for a helpless Baby Yoda? Every day, Baby Yoda is chased by bounty hunters and abused by scout troopers, and he's crying out for help. Please click the subscribe button on your screen and join the Star Wars friends with a monthly gift right now. For only 60 calamari flan a month, you'll help rescue Baby Yoda from their abusers and provide food, shelter, Jedi training, and Beskar armor. Subscribe now and follow us on Twitter in the next 30 minutes to receive this tweet with a gif of Baby Yoda, who's been given a second chance thanks to you. Baby Yoda needs our help. So please subscribe, rate, and review right away. This is Darth Vader, Dark Lord of the Sith, and you are listening to the Star Wars Friends Show. Do not underestimate the power of this podcast.
1: Hey, this is Dominic Pace, who played Gecko the Bounty Hunter from the Mandalorian. Happy to be your Star Wars friend. You're listening to the Star Wars Friends Show.
0: We hope you're enjoying the Clone Wars recap show on the Star Wars Friends. Subscribe to the Star Wars Friends for weekly episodes featuring the latest news, in depth analysis, fan questions, and conversation on Season 7 of the Clone Wars. Don't forget, leave us a review on whatever podcast app you're listening on. Now, back to the Star Wars Friends. Uh, But there were a
1: couple interesting pieces of dialogue that I did pull from this because they did realize they would have to go through these clones to get to the shuttle to escape. And uh, there was a very emotional exchange between Ahsoka and Rex, which I'll go ahead and play those Uh, clips right here. So what do we do? Find our way to the shuttle?
0: There are too many. Besides, I don't want to hurt them.
1: I hate to tell you this. But they don't care. This ship is going down and those soldiers, my brothers, are willing to die and take you and me along with them. So that's really powerful to hear from uh, Captain Commander Rex. That's pretty deep stuff.
2: This this whole narrative of her not wanting to hurt them is like. So important to the entire story of Clone Wars for two reasons, because it just it's like cementing her status as like the beacon of the light side, Mm -hmm. like not wanting to to kill anybody. And then also like like we've spent this entire show giving agency to and humanizing the clones. So if we were just going to let Ahsoka and Rex mow through them to survive at the end. I think it would have undone. It would have undone all of that work that they've yeah. done this whole series to make the clones like human. Yeah. Jo- so that, that was, it was really, Josh, you've said a
5: lot of good things on this podcast. That's one of the best things you've said <laughs> for me. Like you're, you're, you're so right. It's a hundred. Like this is what it, Ahsoka's story is about. She's not a Jedi. She's a, and you can call this controversial if you want. She's a step above a Jedi. She's of a higher, a higher standard. Um, and and you can see that here. And I have a lot to say about this, but I want Chris to play the next clip. that I think you have the very next thing she says. And then that leads into what I have.
1: Well, before I play this clip, we got to remember that there was a lot of silence there. We talked about the silence in this episode and how the silence played a, a character In this, in the mood Mm -hmm. of this episode, this is this is the darkest episode of Clone Wars. Let's be very clear on that. Mm -hmm. And uh, the silence definitely played a huge part on this. And Mm -hmm. what happened was Rex had that pause after the after what we just played. He removed his helmet. Ahsoka helped him remove his helmet because because she knew something something was going on with him. And you get to see Rex's face and he's got a tear streaming down his face.
5: And, and I, I don't remember another time we've seen um, a character cry in Clone Wars. It definitely doesn't happen very often, and mm-hmm. it, I don't know that it's been done this well, if it's been done at all. That was such no, a moving
3: got, moment.
4: It really was. He had a he had a tear in the episode previous, right before previous this. Episode, yeah, <laughs> but yeah. I think when um, when uh, Fives yes. died, he. I can't remember if he actually shed a tear there or not, but um, they were held up in the wraith shield and the other troopers came in and they shot fives and he's calling for a medic. I can't remember if he actually had a, a tear on there or not. And maybe at the time, the animation couldn't couldn't do it, but I'd have to go back. That was certainly another emotional point for him that would have lended itself to shed a tear
1: I know I know I cried the last time I saw Lux Monterey on screen because I knew it would be the last (laughs) and I couldn't compose myself as well as Rex does here in the the next scene we're about to play
0: Mm. (laughs) you're a good soldier Rex so is every one of those men down there they may be willing to die but I am not the one who is going to kill them.
1: So interesting. A uh, great piece of dialogue by Ashley there. Um, That's
5: one of my favorite th- favorite things this whole episode. One of my most favorite things that maybe Ahsoka's ever said. And Josh beat me to the punch just a, a little bit. But this is 100% what Ahsoka means, at least to me. Um, In this exact situation, even... The, most of the other jedi they killed their clones um they tried to kill their clones they they did whatever it took to defend themselves they didn't care yoda jumped up and beheaded like four of them <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> you yeah, know and, and hard and they were able to justify it because it was war they were out to get them they were trying to you know they were protecting themselves but that's not the jedi way and the quote jedi even the the Jedi masters on the Jedi council weren't doing the Jedi thing. Mm-hmm. And Ahsoka did. And that's why she left the order. That's how she, she recognized the flaws and how they, they were victims of their own hubris and dogma. And these are the things that, that Luke and Yoda realized later after the fall of the Jedi order. And, and it's, it, to some extent, Maul is justifying the slaughter of the clones in the same way the Jedi were, you know, he's at war and he's fighting his side of the war, but uh, you know, these are soldiers in a battle and they are willing to die and I'm just doing what I got to do. And, um, Ahsoka chooses to do the hard thing. She puts herself at greater risk because she knows those are good men and they're, what they're doing is outside of their own control. And what she's going to do is the right thing because it's the right thing, no matter what. Uh, And that's huge. I I love this episode and this scene for that.
0: Yeah.
3: Yeah. I feel like Clone Wars and as a whole completely changed my viewpoint of the Jedi just in regards to how they interact with the clones and how some of them just view them literally as just bodies to get killed off. Yeah. Because the clones all have you know, very independent personalities and likes and dislikes and connections with each other, but the Jedi consistently only see them as weapons. And so I
4: oh, you mean like my boy my boy Pong Krell. Pong Krell. Yes. Oh.
3: Um and you know, I feel like one of the choices they made with this, you know, little cinematic three-part movie uh was the choice to have the clones painting their helmets to signify Ahsoka's return, because that really really made it that much more painful when they turned on her Hell yes. because they've, Hell yes. they obviously respect her they love her they are so excited that she's back but this chip that has been put into their head completely you know makes them turn on her um yeah. and so i feel like that if anything is taken away from clone wars it is that the clones mattered
1: <laughs> yeah yeah, hell yeah. Yeah, that, you know, spot on with, with the painting of the helmets. It was that n- another dramatic mechanism for us as the audience to to really feel the
2: pain, really feel the pain. You guys forgot to mention, you know, Anakin Skywalker didn't kill any clones. Hang so. on. No, just youngling. Hang <laughs> on. You've been waiting to lo-
1: throw that at us. Wow. For- <laughs>
2: Now, listen, I have. OK, did you see me think about saying it, stop myself and then decide <laughs> that I was going to say it still?
1: I will. I I, I have some stuff I want to say about Anakin a little bit later in the episode. So I think very good points, everyone. This is this is uh there's a lot to take in from this from the this scene here. And uh, this episode is just so deep. This is great that we're starting to unravel this. So they're up in their hangar bay tower and they know they have to get through these clone troopers, their brothers. So they need a plan. And um, one of the interesting pieces are they're, they're they're taking the little rascals and they're they're saying, hey, I, let's make the plan on the way. I'll tell you guys on the on the way, because the droids, of course, are all in. They're ready to do this. So um, they head they head out. And you see mall or do you see mall after that? Does we know that malls just sneaking around, mm-hmm. but th- there's a piece of audio at some point where they, you know, Hey, mall malls on the loose. He's heading towards the hangar. Yeah. bay.
4: Um, here's where they're heading. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And that's on Jesse's helmet. I think who's in the hangar bay right now.
4: Yeah. They, um, they they get a
5: call over their radio that Maul is headed their way, and they they basically say forget about it because here's Commander Rex and Ahsoka, and and everybody zeroes in on them. Um, but uh, Ahsoka comes up with this really good creative plan, just like her master Anakin is always coming up with these creative kind of outside the box aggressive plans of attack. And uh, I, I mentioned this earlier when I was like kind of being silly about freeing Darth Maul, but Ahsoka really is. All of the best parts of the three people who raised oh, for her, for sure, um, for sure, Padme Obi Wan and and Anakin, and and we get to see all of those pieces of her development on display, and um, you know that I that another reason why she is such kind of like a high level hero in Star Wars yeah. canon for me.
1: Agreed, agreed. So, uh. They get into the hangar and Rex has Ahsoka at gunpoint and classic,
5: classic fake prisoner move. Love yeah, it.
1: Totally. <laughs> and it's heavy because you have, you know, a hundred troops right ahead of them. They're walking into uh, a proverbial minefield at this point. So, you know, the, the plan is starting to show itself really obviously that, Hey, y'all shouldn't kill Ahsoka because she's not a Jedi. I mean, that's pretty much what they're trying to get after. Jesse is. Mm-hmm. You see Jesse? He's got these like really like you know, subtle head movements because you can tell he's trying to think. Like, wait. What should I believe thought about what, it for a yeah, Should I believe what, what Rex is telling me or, you know, he mentions Jesse mentions Darth Sidious. We're about we're from under orders of Darth Sidious to to pursue Order 66 and kill all the Jedi. The fact that he said Darth Sidious is pretty interesting. Um, would have would have Darth Sidious introduced himself as Darth Sidious or. He said uh, he said, well, he Darth said you
4: yourself. Yeah, he, well, said, he said Darth Sidious. Said, he said. Jesse was talking to Rex. He said, you yourself told us that we're under orders from Darth Sidious to kill the Jedi and anybody that doesn't go along with those orders are traitors to the Republic. Yes. And should be executed immediately or something to that effect is what he what he told him.
1: Yeah. So they knew a lot of intel. They knew a lot of intel. But they're so basically the, you know, Rex is holding Ahsoka hostage, having this. Diversion conversation with Jesse So that so they don't fire no on them Jedi. She hasn't been for some time This is true, this is true But in the meantime She has sent the little rascals over to a council To go plug into To uh, to uh play a little trick on the clone troopers But we're not there yet Because there was this interesting piece of dialogue That came up uh during this hostage situation The order was to execute the Jedi For treason against the Republic. Problem is, Ahsoka Tano is no longer a Jedi. Hasn't been for some time. So, Kyle, you just referenced that, but here's the thing. Spoiler. (laughs) No, here's the thing. This is what I was thinking of, and I wanted to bring this up. uh, Yesterday I was thinking about this. I I don't know why I've never thought about this before. So if the clones are told to turn on all the Jedi was there a special instruction that was given out by Darth Sidious about Anakin Skywalker and that they wouldn't turn on Anakin or how would the clones be able to differentiate Anakin from any of the other Jedi? How did they not, did I miss a very massive part of that movie? What is, or Kyle, can you explain it for me? Why did the clones not turn on Anakin?
5: I have like my head cannon, but I don't know that they're <laughs> that it, is true or not. Like my sure. personal opinion is that Sidious has been orchestrating this plan for so long that, uh, Anakin was built in to the order 66 chip as like not a Jedi. And when Anakin finally knelt before him and rose as Darth Vader, that's when he was like, boom, trigger it. Cause I've got him. And that was like the, <laughs> A turning point. I could I could be wrong, but that's like how I read it. Josh.
2: You never know there might have been like execute order 67 and that one includes Annie. I know that sounds like I'm being stupid, yeah. but like maybe possibly. like there no, could have no, been no, multiple no, contingency possibly. plans and then it I was also thinking like it could just be literally if Rex if for some reason like we turn back time and Rex takes his chip out before order 66 and he doesn't give that initial order to go get Ahsoka and kill her. Like maybe this plan would have worked, but he like already gave the whole ship an order to right. kill her. And they're like, well, this is the order. You can't go back on it now. anything. Right. Kind of I don't know. Order another. 67.
1: Uh,
3: <laughs> kill <Anakin's laughs> well, There was at
1: let's, least 65 other orders. Let's dive in. About. That's true. Let's yeah. dive into that one. Um, all right. How many Jedis were around during order 66? How, approximately hundreds or thousands? Thousands thousands
5: at at the height of their at the
1: height of their power the jedi order had thousands and fell sure 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 so we so we saw on screen between clone wars animated and revenge of the sith darth sidious make personal calls to these commanders uh do you Hmm. you believe that he took the time to personally call every commander there was a
5: phone tree Uh, he called like five of them and then it spread (laughs) out from there
4: you <laughs> just pre-recorded all like, the names and then plugged it into the message.
1: Damn, that dude was just kicking back, calling homies all night. Like I could just—I was just thinking about how long that might job have taken. The, but Chris, that's the—that's
5: the job of the the people at the I top guess of the pyramid, so. man. You—you're you right. A lot of
1: important phone calls. So, anyways, uh let's get back to the story here. So, of course, you know, we we get this line of dialogue where and Rex we is did trying to speculate fool about.
5: Uh, sorry, we did speculate about this ahsoka is not a jedi thing coming into play and it didn't ultimately save them but uh it was a decent stall tactic it bought them the time they needed for yeah um um r7 i was trying to think of another (laughs) little rascal's name and i couldn't get one
1: spanky's good let's just call him spanky spanky's good r7 spanky so i'm cool with that so r7 is uh plugged into uh, uh whatever those you know whatever the hubs are um and basically releases a giant elevator shaft underneath. That they were all standing the, on. Yeah, the, all the clone troopers <laughs> are standing on it. And uh, that was awesome. I did well, not expect like that a, to happen. It's like
5: a lift to get the ships down right. to the maintenance bay, which is below them. So, you know, there's catwalks and then there's these areas that drop down.
1: So when they drop all the troopers into this pit, you see Maul... Who uh, who is gunning for the 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 ship the, the, the shuttle one. to get off? And uh, Ahsoka catches out of the corner of her eye, and she starts chasing after Maul. But there's still a line of troopers that did not fall in the shaft that they have to battle through. Um, you know, so they're they're fighting these troopers. They're trying to make for the shuttle. There's all this high intensity action going on, and Maul, you know, he uh, he sees Ahsoka chasing after him, and has a really great line. Um, you wanted this chaos, and th- it starts to force throw boxes and crates at Ahsoka. Um, eventually giving her such a strong force push that she falls into the um, that pit, that mechanical bay, um, where all the other clone troopers are. That was a she brilliant had moment. Him.
4: Yeah, she, she was, almost had him. She like was close was right there, almost yes. hit him. Yes, yeah, and This
5: whole hangar bay scene was really beautifully choreographed. And when he pushes Ahsoka down, we get this really nice overhead shot of her. And again, the lightsabers dragging through the ground. I always like the lightsabers dragging through the ground, but her looking up as she's hanging from the cable attached to the droid. And uh, we're seeing the other clone troopers down below in the maintenance bay. It was a really, really cool shot. And that's right when Uh, Jesse and the other clones start coming to and they're shooting up at her as she's climbing out of
4: the hole. Yeah. I love that when they're he said you know get us back up there and they're trying to they got a couple troopers over on the lift thing and, we're locked out sir and then it cuts up to r7 he's uh <laughs> he's got him locked out on the other one and he laughs at yeah. him and he, but it sounded like a it sounded like a little bit like the quacky and monkey did. lizard laughed and it, i was like oh that's awesome
1: yes yes he definitely had a fun moment and then jesse's go,
4: like
1: start shooting at him you know shoot shoot yeah. the droids take if, out the droids yeah
5: Yep, and then right then, that's when Ahsoka gets up out of the little pit, and she leaps over it, and huge, huge flex grabs onto that transport ship uh, with the Force, and just like is yanking it back down right into the hangar, mm-hmm. um, right? Uh, the, you know, and then the same time, the clones are coming up from the other direction. Rex turns around to hold them off, um, and he's taking a shot and you go there's this musical change from this intense like chase scene fight scene type of music and it all drops out and you get like this little flourish of the of the force theme and she chooses to let maul go to turn around and and save rex which i thought was like a great choice too
1: that was a very intense moment you you missed one thing that hit for me was as she was Trying to pull Maul's ship back, um, you know. The, uh, you mentioned the battle was still raging. R seven gets blasted yeah, gets to pieces capped. right in front of her yep. as she's still holding force concentration on the ship. And I was like, "Oh, damn, man!" Like to and to continue that uh, and and to have that concentration when R seven gets blasted right in front of her. I thought that you know that was pretty intense. That moment hit me at least. I, I was like, "Okay, I, yeah, she she's, she could have stopped him."
5: You know like i yeah. I firmly believe the way that that was shot and 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 blocked and that they, they intended for us to know that she could have pulled that ship down and stopped him, and she
4: chose not to because she wanted to save Rex
1: right,
5: yeah,
4: right. I think she realized they would have been overrun, so even though she would have gotten the ship down she probably the would the have the right save behind him probably too. maybe but the clones were right there and Rex had already taken one shot to the shoulder. So she knew it was only a matter of seconds before they were going to close in. So I, I took it as that's, and she did it earlier. She's trusting in the force to guide her in another direction that will save them. It's, it's, I think she knows there's another, there's always another way out. As Qui-Gon said in uh, episode one, there's always a bigger fish. So
1: (laughs) yeah, good call.
4: Good call. There's another way. There's another way. (laughs)
5: Gooberfish. fish after after she um after she turns around and saves rex uh she does one of the coolest things that i've ever seen yes where she throws like uses the force to throw both lightsabers down next to her and spins them around in a circle so and then pulls them back into her hands (laughs) down and Oh, man, if if anybody his can face that, is like, oh, sh-. I know if anybody can make that <laughs> into a GIF or already has or knows where it is, please send it to me. <laughs> can right. you. Yeah, everybody. All right. All right. Yeah. Who can, like it's on Tumblr. Right? Yeah. OK, so
1: good. So there is precedent for that. But I will say that when I got to see that moment. Uh, live, I was like, hot damn. Like, that is, that was so awesome to well, see people that cut move. cut through
5: walls and floors and stuff a lot, but she, with the double blade and she wasn't even holding them. Super, well, super cool.
1: So, so that's where I'm going. There is precedent with Darth Tria. Uh, you'd have to be an old schooler EU person, but Darth Tria does it wield uh, lightsabers telekinetically, uh, was able to wield three of them. So, really produced a lot of interesting, um, you know, movements. I think that watching Ahsoka do that, Oh, that was that's the first canon telekinetic lightsaber uh, move that I think we've seen other than maybe, you know, we we have that Ray moment in Force Awakens. You have the Luke Skywalker and Empire Strikes Back cave where you, you know, you pull the saber towards you, but to actually use it for, you know, an escape. Yeah, the the
5: Osseo lightsaber move is a little different than the like. Particular
4: control of it, you know what I mean? For sure, in, in my for opinion, sure. That's like a whole different no, you're right. No,
1: no, it was sick. I so felt yeah. bad.
4: I felt bad because the rest of the droids got blasted, just yeah, gunned down I right felt- right before they, you know, she let go of the ship and stuff. They had lined up and just executed the. The two droids that were there, so yeah, that, bummed, that bummed me out. They got out K- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of mundi This is a shooting. We're gonna
2: go it one so episode much. in the
1: Star Wars: Friends without referencing uh, Ki-Adi-Mundi. Josh, thanks, man.
2: <laughs> Never. If I know we're trying to not reference something, I'm talking about
1: it. <laughs> <laughs> so they so they drop through the hangar bay down to the lower level where all the clone troopers were dropped. So basically, yeah. they're just they found well, they themselves went, in another hot mess. Yeah, from um, one group
5: of troopers to Another right, well, and Rex yeah. like turns around and he's like, okay, and he sees them, and his shoulders slump down, and yes. he like, exhales, yes. and he's exhausted. Yeah. And I thought it was like to see that kind of emotion on an animated character with a helmet on is is impressive.
4: Oh, it was a, it was great. It was that great. was the. Uh... That was the Captain America got knocked down. I can do <laughs> yeah, this all okay. day moment. Yes,
1: yes exactly. Nope. Well, beyond this new wave of clone troopers that they have to get through are some escape vehicles, which just so happened to be um, in the maintenance Broken. bay. Yep, they were in the maintenance they bay. It's all brokey. And we we catch a glimpse of those uh, Clone Wars era Y-wings, which are fantastic. I love those ships. Those are really cool. Uh, and then now they have to make their way through this wave of of clone troopers to get to hopefully a working Y wing. And that whole sequence was fantastic. They eventually get to a Y wing, but at this point the ship basically hits atmosphere Yeah, it's and mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, the ship is, yeah, the ship is getting junked up, ripped apart hard and you get this incredible, incredible action sequence, which definitely does the final episode of the clone wars justice where they now, they get to an escape vehicle, but things are still falling apart figuratively
4: and literally. Yeah. And here's here's where it gets interesting in the episode, the last episode at the like, la- at the last eight minutes of the episode have zero dialogue. Yes. The last actual yes. dialogue that you hear is the crew members before the bridge blew up because he tells them to fire like the retro rockets that's or something right. like that's that. Right. And he's like, we've, we've lost control. And then the bridge blows up. That is the last conversation that you hear from anybody. Oh, that's eerie. That You put it that Wars. way. I didn't
1: yeah. even. Yeah, that's yeah. eerie, man. Oh,
4: <laughs> that was it. I was trying to time it like exactly, but it's like eight minutes and 19 seconds or something. Wow.
5: I thought it was kind of a cool uh, visual bookend that um, we started the Siege of Mandalore with Ahsoka jumping out of a a transport ship with no jetpack. Oh, shit. And then here at the end... Rex flies off um, yeah. before Ahsoka can get in and she jumps out of a ship in atmosphere without a jetpack on and is just flying through the air and running on top of debris. And it was like kind of the same thing as the beginning of the arc. Mm-hmm.
1: Falling, Falling with style. With style.
5: Very <laughs> Buzz
1: Lightyear. No, you're right. You're right. That is uh, that's a great bookend. For this for this arc. Uh, Unbelievable. This whole sequence was very dramatic, uh, very tense. You know, we we all know the outcome, right? this is what's this is what makes this such great storytelling, uh, both. You know, from the from the pen to paper to the visual execution, we know what's gonna happen. We know that we get to see an old fat Captain Rex. He lives. We know we get to see Ahsoka. She lives. How do they do it? And we still have this drama, we still have these tense moments. This whole falling with style sequence, Josh, that you referenced, this is uh this was very dramatic for me. This was I was still tense, and that Kevin Kiner music just really made it uh made it that much more tense. You know. They're literally falling through atmosphere with during the through the debris field of a capital ship, this massive city, uh, you know, city sized ship. And somehow, some way Rex and Ahsoka were able to get out of this uh, it wasn't easy. But some of this, you know, it's just unbelievable. Um, and even when she's reaching for that, the open um you know, Rex popped open the window for her to kind of grab hold to, and she's just kind of reaching almost there, almost there, almost there. I would, you know, that was still a pretty tense moment. So um the drama was well executed on this Uh, because you knew that that capital ship that was going down, baby. And you did not want these two to go with them. So kudos to the whole team at, at Star Wars for that. That was a great sequence.
5: And like Justin said, there's no dialogue, but you can still see so much because when, she does finally grab on to the edge of the ship and pull herself in and they, they get locked in and they are both safe. There's no joy. There's no, they're not even, they're slightly relieved maybe, but they're both just so disheartened and sad by what just happened and what it all means. And, um, it's, it's really, really heart wrenching. And that's when we, we cut down to the surface of the moon and, and all of the wreckage and um, well, yeah, go ahead. Chris. No,
1: no, that's a fair point, Kyle, because in Star Wars, in the history of Star Wars, anytime that our heroes get through a uh, feat like that or they get through a challenge like that, you get a Yahoo or, yeah. you know, you get some type of celebration. And I think this might have been the first time that we see our heroes go through a debacle like this where they well, they don't a lot
5: of death at the end of Rogue One.
1: Uh. (laughs) oh well no Jesus. yeah they just perished
4: like even at end of attack of the clones they weren't they weren't happy about empire yeah Yeah. there's so many yeah end of empire
1: no i didn't get the same no i'm not getting the same vibe i think i think the way that kyle illustrated their the look uh and how they just flew away from that um uh, maybe it was the immediacy of the impact of that capital ship and all their brothers the the haunting um, the haunting nature of o- Order sixty six. At least for me, it just puts it in a different category than than Empire and Attack of the Clones. Um, but maybe I'll just go ahead and rewatch them all on Disney Plus, and I'll give you my feedback in eight years uh, when we do our Rise of Skywalker recap. But
2: hello there, Star Wars friends! It's Josh, your favorite Star Wars friend and resident John Williams one percenter. Do you want to be a John Williams 1%er like me? Well, here's a piece of John Williams trivia to help you show off your elite status to those around you. Not only has John won countless awards and accolades, Oscars, Grammys, etc., but the apple does not fall too far from the tree either. His son, Joseph Williams is the lead singer of the Grammy Award-winning band, Toto. Make sure to stay on target and listen to the Star Wars Friends podcast every week for more John Williams content.
0: We hope you're enjoying the Clone Wars recap show on the Star Wars Friends. Subscribe to the Star Wars Friends for weekly episodes featuring the latest news, in-depth analysis, fan questions, and conversation on Season 7 of The Clone Wars. Don't forget, leave us a review on whatever podcast app you're listening on. Now, back to the Star Wars Friends. And
4: it's hard, too. They, they know they survived. They're in a ship literally flying next to yeah. a ship falling with all of their brothers in it to their their death death. and there's nothing that they can do and you know so that's where i I
1: look at it differently than rogue one because Rug one at least they get a little hug uh before certain (laughs) doom you know i mean you know rex and asoga weren't doing that uh but whatever um but all right so they fly away and then, Kyle, you, you just went into the next part. To me, this is the epilogue from Rebels, Clone War style. So Dave Filoni put his touch on the epilogue of Rebels, which was a completely different stylistic change, gave you some foresight into what's to come. We already know the outcome post-Clone Wars on what's to come with the Empire and how you know that takes over the galaxy. But you get a tonal shift. You get a complete shift in the composition uh, the score, the Kevin Kiner score, which is to me is the most haunting uh, piece of music he's written for this for this episode, for this entire arc. Um, it's really, really eerie. And then you get to see them, you know, put the helmets on the pikes and you get the homage to or you get the the poetic Ahsoka wearing the robe, the same similar shot to the ep- epilogue of rebels, um, which is which is. To me, just very striking that, you know, this is Ahsoka, you know, I'm so happy that she's come this far as a character in the Star Wars universe to be able to hold and own the finale for both of these pivotal series in Star Wars storytelling. I mean, she was the anchor point for those endings and um really just I mean, that was a powerful segment to see all this. It's
5: such a stunning stunning breathtaking visual it's the the back of ahsoka with the cloak on which i always think is a good look and we see these 43 to 5 some odd uh trooper helmets on stakes many of them painted in her likeness with that wreckage behind it and then it flips to the other perspective where we see the back of the helmets and the front of ahsoka and uh it's it's really really a beautiful visual. I, I would buy both of them as a poster. They're stunning. And it, it's a, a, a visual similarity to those stormtrooper pikes or stormtrooper helmets on pikes in the Mandalorian yes. that we see in the one episode. Um, which yeah. Which I,
3: episode.
5: Yeah. Which yeah, I that's think right, is that's a right. really nice, like visual similarity, especially because I think those two things have the exact opposite connotation. Mm-hmm. Like the the trooper helmets are, these were our enemies and these are heads on pikes. And this is a warning. Um, don't come at us like these people because this is what we did to them. But these clone trooper helmets, this these are graves for their brothers and their comrades in arms that we saw Rex putting this shovel up and they dug them by hand for all these close to 50 people And it's with love and it's like a a way to honor their, their fallen brothers rather than like a a show of dominance.
1: I, I, and I think from a larger picture, it's also symbology for the end. This is the end of the clone wars. And as we saw the pikes in the Mandalorian, we know that the empire has ended, or at least we thought, you know, and I think that it is a good symbology for the clone wars entirely. To see this this uh, memorial of sorts to these clone troopers that we've just come to know for so long and have such a pivotal part in history. But then we get to see that same representation in The Mandalorian with the stormtrooper helmets, and we know that the Empire has ended at that point, you get the remnant troopers and the, the factions of the empire, but the true empire is over. So we get to see the end of the clone wars here. And then we get to see the end of the empire in Mandalorian, um, you know, obviously with the first order rising up at that point, it's uh, it's really interesting, the similarities, but I think the symbology is unique uh, to Filoni and Felony storytelling devices. Um, so, regardless kyle i'm with you i want dude i want that screen printed poster from bottleneck gallery or any of these wonderful makers that do star wars prints i mean you know that they're going to be out there there's already pin makers making uh you know memorial pins uh in the vein of this this art style so it's it's really fascinating to
4: see well it's a lot like what we do with our our military here is it's the boots and the rifle and the helmet it's a symbol yeah. of respect and honor um you know, so it was nice to see that done in that way. Like, hey, you know, these officers or these troops died um, uh, doing essentially their job and doing their duty, albeit against Ahsoka. But um, it was a right. sign of respect. Did y'all catch the art? The uh, R seven under the Y wing.
1: Yes, yes. He's kind of so bad, like together. his head's
4: all blown out. I was like, yeah. oh, dude. Well, at least That's they got him back. back. I know, I know. It's a well, and it it it'd be great if they do a spin-off Ahsoka show. Bring R seven back.
1: Or or utilize his his metal in some type of uh, armament or lightsaber hilt or uh, something along those lines would be interesting. Yeah, Yeah. yeah, I did. I did catch R7. I actually had that in my notes and I totally forgot. He's
4: so little under there. you, You blink and you miss him. But yeah. Yeah. yeah,
1: what a what an ending, and it and you know it it fades out so quickly. It doesn't need to sit much longer. You get the impact. It's only a few minutes long, but you know what's going on, the mm-hmm. gravity of the situation, and then it fades to a uh, an imperial shuttle. So we have immediately gone forward. Transition in time.
4: was
5: awesome. The transition was to, awesome. Um, the one last look at her saber.
4: Um, oh, you're right.
1: Away. No, you're right. You're
5: right. She was having
4: a hard time letting go. She was like.
2: Uh...
5: Letting go uh, of yeah. the Jedi Order, letting go of Anakin. Yep.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That was heavy. I thought she buried it in the Ahsoka did. novel. That's did no she way. not bury it? It
5: was green she, and they buried somebody in Ahsoka's yep. uh, or in Rex's armor to pretend to be him.
1: Yep. So, yes, all okay. all fair points. Uh, our friend Matt Martin from Lucasfilm Story Group went online this week uh, or this past week, I should say, because he got into another squabble with another disruptive member of fandom uh, who came after him and he's like, yo, listen, like, yes, there are things that are post Disney purchase that are canon, but there is some canon that you can believe there's some canon that could not be believable. It's he I'd have to pull up the tweet, but you can go to at missing words where he explains The the differences in these novels versus what we're seeing. He, he has a way that he illustrates that like some Canon is just up to interpretation and it's okay. Like it, like there are some differences in star Wars and it's okay to have those interpretations. So I want to pull up that tweet. I know Josh has a, you can't see on, on uh, audio form has a very inquisitive look on his face right now. Um, (laughs) Well,
2: the inquisitive look is because that book is post Disney canon, right. that's, I know,
4: and it, it's one thing. Okay. It, well, it's one thing to sit there and say, "Well, I lost them somewhere," right, yeah. and not tell the whole thing. But when you specifically call it out of what you did with it, and then something is written in a different way completely, that's where people go. This is this it's not jiving. It's just like Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. Like if something isn't if it's written out this way and you tell it in a different way over here, it's not synonymous. It doesn't jive. So that's that's where I, I can get why people get upset. Yeah. by it, Oh,
1: but I, I want to be very clear. I'm not defending this at <laughs> oh. all. I am not defending this, this glaring issue. I have massive issues with the Lucasfilm story group. I am not uh, I am not by any way, shape or form defending what was said. I, I think that it's preposterous. Yeah
5: here's how i feel about it it's like i read the novel i i didn't love the novel i didn't hate the novel i think it could have been more exciting but there was some stuff in it that i really did like um to me the tv show is a slightly higher level of canon so the things that don't agree um then i default to what happened in clone wars as being the true quote true canon and Um, everything other than that, it's not a huge deal. There's honestly not a lot of stuff in star Wars canon that contradicts. And there are a couple direct contradictions in the Ahsoka novel. Um, but in EK Johnson's defense, she wrote it before this, uh, story, story arc was released and I'm sure they gave her some information and not others, but, um, you know, don't get, don't get bent out of shape about it. So, You know, those things Mm -hmm. don't exactly match up, but it doesn't have to be the end of the world. It's like a couple pretty minor details.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And Kyle. Yeah. I mean, that's that's pretty well said. Um, I'm not too. uh, Yeah, I'm not too roped into the novels as far as, you know, I, I would rather have Clone Wars, the animated series, be the canon and the ultimate, yeah. the ultimate say, and that's kind of what Matt Martin was saying. I will find that tweet. I'll, I'll go back and look for it. Um, and that's basically what he was saying, uh, to a certain effect. So you can find that at missing words. Don't go after him though. He's one of the nicest dudes on planet earth. And, uh, you know, please don't attack the guy. He's just trying to do his, no. his part, um, you know, to, to help, to help with all these type of questions and answer these type of questions. Hey, why was this lightsaber green? And that one was pink and like whatever, <laughs> dude, I don't, so um the okay so let's get okay, back coming in the up tale, on the very
5: last scene now the very last
1: scene so we the get Empire. this we get this crossover of um ahsoka's face with the Imperial shuttle and the Imperial shuttle um, lands into a snowy like landscape and um it's we're assuming it's the moon, right? Uh, it's the moon that they crash on, not right? Hoth. It's not Hoth. Uh, but Snow you do get to troopers. see some Imperial Snow Troopers, which are incredible. Probe droids. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, the probe droids are, are fantastic. But uh, of course, you hear that breathing, that very uh, <laughs> ominous breathing. There's a scuba diver on the ice planet. Yes, yes. Mister Vader himself,
2: uh, Anakin Skywalker. Can I just say, I was, <laughs> I was watching it, and I like it transitions, and I see this shuttle, and I'm like, <gasps> and then I, I saw this the probe droid, and I'm like, <gasps> and then I saw the stormtrooper, and I was like, <gasps> and then <laughs> and then I and then I heard the breath, and I was like. <gasps> And I felt like fell over like <laughs> that's a hell
1: of a way to take it home. You got Darth Vader, uh, Anakin Skywalker walking up to the wreckage of this capital ship. And in the background, uh, you get to see, you know, some remaining helmets on spikes are uh, on pikes. I should say, you, you, you know, he's going to be walking up to where Ahsoka dropped that saber. Now, I think Ahsoka dropped the saber to to basically uh, throw off any attempt to try to find her that it was in a mission that she was dead and that, yeah. And, and that when Vader found it, you know, it's amazing that dude, that whole sequence of Vader <laughs> finding her saber was like, Whoa, like that, that was such an incredible moment, picking it up, looking at it. You know, what's going through his brain or at least what you hope's going through his brain. I get the last time I saw this, I gave this to Ahsoka. And, you know, you get to see the helmets on the pikes with her with her their face. And you get to see the. he looks up at the convoy and he knows the association with the convoy and Ahsoka. And then he ignites it. And it's Vader with a blue blade, which I believe is the first time we've ever seen that. And that was really incredible. That was so beautifully animated.
2: Well, you do see it in Return of the or Revenge of the Sith. Shut up Vader off. with the blue blade. <laughs> <Totally> right. <laughs>
1: He's right.
4: Yes.
5: Oh um, my god. The the Vader was really beautiful though. He looked a lot like the Vader that would show up in Rebels. He's got the reddish tint to his his eye pieces and yeah. his helmet cool. um, very Ralph McCory uh type style yeah. look to it. Yeah. The um, best part up, about that? Oh, go ahead, Kyle. Sorry. I just, I was going to say it brought up a couple questions to me though. Uh we only saw Ahsoka deliberately drop one one Saber Hill, um, but we know she had two, of course, so I wonder what happened to the other one. Did she drop it and we just didn't see it? Did she have it for a while? Because in the novel and then in the novel, she makes two brand new lightsabers. And then in, in Rebels, of course, she has those two that she makes in the novel and and not her, her other um, blade from... Re- I believe
1: homeless. she drops it in the episode. I believe she drops it in the so. episode. Maybe go back and watch it. I think it's when they face that second wave of troopers and they they oh, get to the Y-wing. Yeah. Oh,
4: okay. Yeah. That would make yeah. sense. So the beautiful part about the red eye lenses at the end there, and if if you freeze it or on it, you can still see his eye Mm -hmm. through the red eye lens, which was beautiful. (laughs) Yes. You can see, I didn't notice that. You can see his eye looking up at the convoy through that left eye on the red lens. And the best part about it is they use that red lens, which carries over into rebels, which um, by empire strike, it gets black. It becomes black by Mm. empire strikes Mm. back and return of the Jedi. It's just black. So he's, completely dark or gone, right, at that point. It's just kind of a cool transitional thing to go from who he was to the red, to the black, and just void of all I don't I don't know wanna say, force or good. I
1: wanna I wanna go back and watch it. I I love it. Go back and freeze it. It's cool. In Twilight of the Apprentice, where he gets his helmet smashed mm-hmm. and you get to see his his Sith eye, you know, his yellow, his yellow eyes. I think that's fascinating. Definitely want to go back and watch that. So do we think that
5: that Vader slash the Empire were looking for Ahsoka specifically or they were looking for all the remnants of the old Republic slash troopers slash Good whatever? Question.
1: I was wondering that myself. I was wondering if they were um, to
5: speculation. They didn't. I would agree. Indicate anything. But what do do you guys suspect?
1: I, I, you know, they send the probe droids out. And I think just by by pure luck, you know, they're looking for the rebels. But by pure luck, they probably come across a ton of different Clone Wars wreckage. And uh, they just so happened to find this one so you that think was personal that these to Darth were
5: Vader. Some of the probe droids they sent out when they were looking for Hoth. I do, mm. I do. Now,
4: I'm going to go with. So they have in the Jedi archives, right? They know how many Jedi there were at the time that Order 66 took place. They can confirm which ones they've actually killed. I i.e. Kiara Mundi, Ayla Sakura, they can confirm which ones are dead, right? So the ones that they don't know about, they have to go out and find, but they should have last known location of roughly where they were. So if that Republic ship was on a trajectory from point A to point B, and then they can go, well, we lost contact with it here, much like we do with airlines and black boxes, they can say, this is where it, we lost communication with it somewhere in this area that narrows their search down. Well, Justin, so it's not necessarily the, that you're
5: skirting the question. Was he looking what? for rebels or was he looking for Ahsoka <laughs> man? What were, what were they looking for? I think,
4: for? I think they're just looking for Jedi in general. <laughs> oh, oh, so, you're, so, <laughs> so you're going they, like they don't know up, like, like inquisitor that, level. You're going yeah, inquisitor Cause at that level. point okay. you don't know if Ahsoka's alive or dead. So they're just Wait trying to find last known whereabouts of her and determine Wait. Where, you know, is she still alive or is she dead? Hang on. Hang on.
1: What the f all right, so Order sixty six, they kill all the Jedi. How do the Inquisitors survive? Does anyone tell can someone tell me
5: the Grand Inquisitor, who was a Jedi Temple Guard, killed the other Jedi Temple Guards so Anakin could come in and slaughter the youngling.
1: okay so then anakin like sprinkled his little like sith magic on the guy and and it disrupted everyone's chip or like because how many brothers and sisters are there like how did they escape order 66 well, i want to know they that weren't story all
5: necessarily jedi before were they but some of that is is covered the inquisitors, in inquisitors the, the, yeah. um one of the darth vader comics and also in fallen order we learn how uh what's her name's apprentice was was turned fake barris off into a uh into an inquisitor too so i think it all it's you know case by case basis. where's barris where's barris
1: dead i hope ah that's terrible to say but i, <laughs> I think we should there was the where's Ahsoka t-shirt we should do a where's barris t-shirt or there like there's just
5: as much of a chance that we should not do that
1: I just want to know how did the Inquisitors escape order 66? Sorry, Maggie, I did not mean to derail the conversation. (laughs) You are
3: fine. Um, On the topic of Ahsoka, I like to think that Anakin went looking for Ahsoka or at least confirmation that she is alive or dead. Simply because there were a lot of Jedi who were getting killed. Obviously, why did Anakin choose to accompany them to that wreckage site? Mm-hmm. He was looking. Well, he for
4: may. Sokka. He may accompany them to all. We don't know because there's no Inquisitors at this point. Maybe but depending it on it didn't how far feel it is. That
3: way. Right. It didn't but, feel that way.
1: Yeah, I think that know. a report. Uh, but, th- they got a report of those of the helmets, and they got a report of the of the ship and all that. That, that was the last known location of Ahsoka, and that's why Vader went specifically. So to that you think wreckage. he was looking yes. for Ahsoka?
3: One hundred percent. Maybe okay. I'll, yeah. I'll say like ninety-nine. percent. Chris, Chris refuses 9%. to take a stance on this, especially I, knowing that like, no. Vader's out here later on looking for like evidence of Padme. So I mean, we know that he's out here looking for evidence. Yeah,
1: his attachments well. are his thing, right? Like that's
3: his that's whole his, like life, his whole <laughs>
5: character.
1: My my official my official takeaway uh, or stance, I guess you could say, is that uh, he's only there because he gets the uh, heads up that uh, the Ahsoka um, that was Ahsoka's wreckage. That's the only reason why Vader was at that moment, but I'm sure he was probably at other crash sites throughout the galaxy, uh, crash sites of note to investigate, uh, what was going on. So.
2: I'm pretty sure in one of the comics, we see that like the emperor has a list and it's sending Vader out like one by one to kill them at the beginning of the purge. And then at some point he pulls Vader off of it and they, they start, Instead of just killing people, they let people, they capture people to turn them. So it's not just Vader going and doing everything cause, because the Emperor wants him and doing something else. And they have like an
5: Inquisitor training camp where he's brutalizing them and cutting off their limbs and crazy things like Ooh. that.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it could also be, but it it could be one of those things too where Ahsoka is not on the list because she left the order. Or because she faked her death and or, you know, who knows. Or because, yeah, but well, so but that doesn't fit into what I was going to say after that. So, you know, Vader hates the Emperor the the entire time and has a a nice little habit of Mm -hmm. scheming and keeping things from the Emperor. I think maybe he realizes that she's not confirmed dead. Finds out where she was supposed to be last and goes to look for her. Now, whether or not it's to kill her or to see if he can turn her, or, you know, you know, whatever it might be, but it it could be it could be that he was sent there, or it could be that he was doing it on the sly. I think it's one of those two things. My, my
5: personal opinion is that he was a hundred percent searching the galaxy for Ahsoka. Um, he he is a slave to his attachments. Um, that's his whole character arc that's his whole thing that's how he fell to the dark side so i think he would not be able to stop obsessing over ahsoka um and i also think it's it's well before they were searching for the rebels on hoth personally because that would take place after uh the confrontation during twilight of the apprentice Uh, that's just my personal opinion. It's, uh, Hmm. clearly there's no dialogue
1: to give us any information. Right.
4: Right. It's one of those questions for Dave when we get Mm him on.
1: (laughs) Right. Oh, that'd be awesome. All right. So we've definitely talked a lot about this incredible episode and all the implement, all the implications that have come from this. Uh, there's a lot of analysis that we need to do and we will continue to do. And I'm sure we'll uh, continue to talk about this as we very desperately wait the beginning of Mandalorian season two. So we got months to talk about this. We got months to dissect in front of us. So I'm very excited about that. But of course, it is time to blow this thing and get out of here. You're all clear, kid. Now let's blow this thing. Over, Clone Wars is over, but we're still here. We all survived Order 66. We're all in one piece, but our heart is shattered into many different pieces, and we will gladly await. What's to come uh, In whatever form Star Wars chooses to give us They've proved that they can deliver Masterclass animation and storytelling To us via Disney Plus And I hope that uh, fans have responded And I hope that they've gained a lot of traction With new fans I hope that people have discovered this series via Disney Plus And gives Clone Wars a rebirth Like it did when it joined Netflix so we'll see. Time will tell. I'll see if my 14 year old nephew has any interest in watching Clone Wars. I'm going to see him hopefully in a couple weeks and I'll, I'll see what's up, man. But, uh,. This is, this is awesome. This was heavy. And, uh, I'm sure we will be talking clone wars in totality at some point down the road. We'll see coming up next on the star Wars friends. We're going to be doing that rise of Skywalker recap show. So I am (laughs) very excited. If you, uh, if you're listening, send us in your thoughts on the rise of Skywalker for better or worse. I'm sure that a lot of our listeners have, uh, positive opinions of this because I've been tweeted at, I've been hit up. I've been emailed, uh, uh, about why I'm such a party pooper towards the, towards the sequel trilogy or Rise of Skywalker, so I want to hear your opinions. We want to hear all your opinions, and especially those who absolutely love the film. We want to know why, so hit us up, show at StarWarsFriends.com You can email, or you can uh, tweet at us You can hit us up on Instagram, hit us up on Facebook at SW Friend Show. If you want to come at me because I don't like Back to the Future, you can find me at Twitter at NoOneIsChris uh,
2: Where can they find the rest of you at? If you want to go back in time, you can tweet me
4: at Battle of Tanab. <laughs> it's hard to follow that. Um, that if you great. want to follow Justin, it's at I am the Bendu on Twitter. This That's is the power Kyle. of love, baby. Oh shoot! <laughs>
5: <laughs> we are blowing it today. <laughs> oh, this is the most unprofessional thing in the history of things. All right, this is Kyle, and I am KB underscore Legend on Twitter, and Instagram, and anything else. And send me the Ahsoka cutting the floor jet, please. There you go.
3: And this is Maggie, as if that didn't need to be said. <laughs> and I'm at Maggie of the Town on Twitter.
2: Hell yeah. Well, make Maggie Cannon. Yes, hashtag Maggie, 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 Maggie Cannon.
4: Cannon.
1: That was great. <laughs> so next time you'll hear us is on our live chat on the YouTube channel. You can find us at Star Wars Friends on YouTube. You can also watch our live chats on Facebook as well. So make sure you add us at SW Friends Show on there. Until next time, we're going to end this as we always do. May the force be with you.
4: Always. Always.
3: Always.
2: Always. Later.
0: Hey, friends. Don't forget to subscribe to the Star Wars Friends podcast and leave an awesome review on whichever podcast app you're listening on. Catch up on past episodes, fun interviews, and more at StarWarsFriends.com. Connect with the Star Wars Friends on social media at SW Friends Show on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Email the show at show at starwarsfriends.com. Thanks for listening, and as always, may the Force be with you.